0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Joking Dolphin Gaming Pod. I'm Mark and as always I'm joined by Matthew.
1: Hello. And
0: Nathan. Aloha. We alright,
1: chaps? All good. It's sunny. It's, it's a bank it's holiday bit, weekend. It's cold, it's bank holiday weekend. Mm. All so good.
0: Lucky, lucky to have no work tomorrow. Mm. Lucky, lucky us.
2: Well, I've got no work for us rest of the week, so...
0: Oh, there's always one in there. <laughs> there's always one that's gonna rub it in. Okay, shall we kick off with some news now? So i start off with some good news or some bad news?
1: Let's start with the good news. Start good news. with a bang. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, Sony, they have decided to U-turn on the closures of the PS3 and PS Vita stores. Mm. But the PSP stores will still close. Yeah. As
2: planned. Oh.
1: Yeah, what so they were, they were initially going to close them on the 2nd of July, but um, due to reading the comments on social media, they've decided to go back on it for the foreseeable future, which I think is... Very positive. Um, As Mark said, they are going to continue with the closure of the PSP store uh, in July. Uh, With that, there's going to be around 35 digital-only games that are going to be lost, unfortunately. But if they would have continued with the um, Vita and PS3 closures, that would have been 140. So, yay, they saved some games. I think it's good. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's nice to see something positive for a change. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we spoke about this when the news initially came out, that there were some Vita games that planned to be released,
0: mm-hmm. and I
1: think it's great for those developers that have put their hard work into them games, that they're actually going to be getting them out, which is which is good. Well,
0: I don't know. Are they, are they going to actually carry well, on? I mean, I hope they do. I hope, I, I hope they just
2: the haven't time. scrapped them. Well, <laughs> yeah. it? They, they
0: might delete the source code.
2: Yeah.
3: Deleted all.
2: <laughs> all work gone, done. I don't think they anticipated so many people Still, being interested in in those platforms still, like I'd like to know what the numbers are. Then,
1: oh, are people still using that? Yeah, what? yeah. Oh, just off the top of my head, I won't. I won't think many people would be using it. To be quite honest, I mean, from what I know, the Vita's got a very cult following, and there's like a lot of like homebrew mm-hmm. games that are produced for it. Um, a bit like the Dreamcast, like that's got a really like hardcore following. that people that love that system. I can understand more people going to know about the Vita, obviously, because it's handheld,
0: Mm -hmm. as opposed to the Mm -hmm. PS3 one. But PS3 surprises me that a lot of people would still be playing that. Unless it's kids playing their first consoles, you know, Mm. getting the cheap one. It could could just
2: be people who haven't switched over yet. You know, there's still plenty of people. Um, Probably playing PS2 that haven't switched over yet. Just there playing the Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Yeah.
0: The days before loads of patches and that kind of thing. Yeah. I will not move to PS3 (laughs) generation.
2: Yeah. When games came out in their full state without
1: any patches. Yeah. That or the Rare Broken games that we couldn't play at all. But yeah, I think it's good. I mean, hopefully this will give Sony enough time to put something more long term in for where we can get these digital games. Yeah, because mm. I do
0: I do think it's inevitable they will close. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: they've got to close at
0: some point. So I think they've got to try and plan something, haven't they? Start working on a game pass Sony.
2: That's it. People or, will pay for that. Or
0: rebrand PlayStation now and do something with it.
1: Mm. Well that's it. They've never they've never really pushed it like Microsoft have pushed their um game pass. their game pass, yeah. It's, it's more like they just push the PS Plus and then now is just like a thing pushed off to the side that they don't really yeah. care about that much. In my opinion, that's that's the way I see it as a, as a gamer, that it's just there rather than if you're Microsoft, it's Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass, and then Xbox Live Gold is just a thing that you struggle to find.
0: Because Microsoft do seem to be stepping up, it seems now, because last generation, they had a bit of a mare. Mm. Well, maybe not Mare, but not quite the standing that PlayStation had.
2: No, they think... they, they go off to a rocky start, but start slowly pulling it back, I think.
0: Well, they, do, they seem to not have much at the moment, but they do seem to be making the most of the previous. And based on news that's coming around, obviously the Bethesda acquisition, that kind of thing, they're clearly building for the future. So...
2: Yeah, yeah, no. I think they're, they're starting to learn from mistakes made from from last gen, you know. Uh, I think the big complaint was that there wasn't many exclusive games for the system, and mm. if they were, I don't think... I don't think there really was of, like, the quality of Sony ones. Like, um, you could... I mean, is like, a, a strong-going series. They'll always be excellent games. Um, but, like, you look at some, like, Halo series that's kind of gone downhill a bit. Um, I don't think Gears of War's really... Hit the heights of they did around kind of the
1: second or third game. Well, 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 four and five are pretty good in my opinion. But are they better than the second and third game? Definitely, Definitely better, be... better than the second game.
0: Gotta be better than the first
2: one. <laughs> I don't know. First game was a was a classic. Uh...
0: <laughs> no, don't, don't just give me started on that again. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'll get you started on one.
0: But Sony have also announced that um, in a conference call that they're going to invest an additional an additional 183 million dollars into PlayStation exclusives over the next year. So the fight back is on.
1: Yeah. I mean they've got a they've got a roadmap that's coming out. So they've got like returnal that's that's pretty much out now and then there's a few other games that are in the pipeline like Ratchet & Clank and um loads of other games and but it's good that they're putting more money into it to try and like bulk up their offering. Because so I think in the next couple of years, like when Bethesda with Microsoft really get into their own, um, I think it could really be a bit of a scrap between the two, which is great for gamers. Because um, we're just going to keep getting fantastic games from both um, both entities. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Okay, shall we get to
0: Wow. It's news that seems to crop up every week. So FIFA Ultimate Team.
2: <laughs> I you were going to say then. Right. Welcome to the FIFA segment. I respect expecting
0: cyberpunk. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we heard there's been a leaked 54-page document from an insider at in EA, which I've details
2: heard about it, yeah. how
0: they're trying to pressure players into going to FIFA Ultimate Team. Now, this is absolutely no surprise to anyone. We all know that's what they do anyway. You don't, you don't, you don't need a leaked document to tell us that. But this no. is the first time in black and white it actually saying we're trying to push players to spend money in ultimate team.
2: Mm. well it's a big money maker for a minute it? it's um no the surprise they'd want to put force people on to pay money on it yeah, so yeah.
0: there was a couple of slides in the document this is uh, number one we have more active players at this point in fifa than ever uh 5.3 million I don't, words that i don't understand so the team is squarely focused on engaging current players through mid September. I think this was I think this was a document from before the last FIFA came out. It says Amazing. players will be actively messaged plus incentivized to convert that's in blocks that's in um, bold oh. throughout the summer. FUT is the cornerstone and we are doing everything we can to drive players there. The return of football is only going to help us and plans are ready to flex. Interesting terms in there.
1: <laughs> Plans are ready to flex. Do <laughs> me Well, Well, um,
2: there's no surprise. I, I don't know if you guys have seen what they've introduced in the recent update for FIFA Allman team. Oh, God. Um, don't want to know. <laughs> but uh, alongside the... So where, where you... In the section where you you can buy um, old like the fifa packs so you know your bronze silver gold status um they've added a new tab it's called stadium so now what they're doing is they're um selling the like customizable stadium parts as well now and kits so like exclusive kits that come out the t4s i didn't know what they were called the you know where all the fans hold up part of a bigger image sort of thing.
0: Oh, like yeah. a Mosaic kind of thing.
2: Yeah, such yeah. actually called Tivos. That was a new thing that I'd love. Um, mm-hmm. That, I think, maybe footballs. I'm not sure. I didn't look into it much. But it's like, oh, you can do this now instead of having to, you know, fight for them in the marketplace. And it's just like,
1: it's just more ways to monetize FIFA at this point. Well, that's it. It's just <laughs> another revenue stream for
2: them. So then you're going to do it
0: again
1: next year. <laughs> yeah. Of course, yeah. That's, that's the thing that puts me off it. Like... Every year, you lose everything that you've done. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's one thing in this document, though, that kind of says it all. And do you know the in-game currency? Yeah. Do you know what it's referred to in the document as?
2: So, certainly not FIFA coins.
0: It's referred to as grind currency.
2: Wow. In the document. Grind currency.
0: Mm. I mean, there's not much more you can add to that, really, is there? <laughs>
2: Says so everything.
1: Don't know what else to say. Uh,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> I think we're going to get to a point where you only get like 10 coins per match or something, so you're forced to have to um, buy. I mean, yeah. you're, you've only got to like log on to your PS4 or 5 and look at the splash screen for FIFA. Right now, it's just Ultimate Team.
0: Well, one of these slides says all roads lead to Ultimate Team. That's what one of these slides actually says. This is the trend, um, content teasers plus targeted Aruba message. I don't know what Aruba messaging is. Uh, will drive excitement and funnel players towards FIFA Ultimate Team from other modes. So that's their entire plan.
2: That's strange. Never seen any advertisement FIFA Ultimate team in pro clubs.
0: Well, this explains why clubs don't get any updates. <laughs> oh, <true.
2: laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, that's because all roads lead to Ultimate
1: Team. <laughs> I've seen thought mean? what they could probably do to incentivize you is give you, like, 10 like points to use against your pro if you set up an ultimate team or something. You can I'm have that for free at EA. Don't yeah, give them ideas. Yeah,
2: yeah. Stop
1: it. I mean, we know what they're like with
0: clubs. I mean, they're that they're bugged, did not they, with the formations. So they don't care. Yeah.
1: that took so long to get fixed as well. If that issue was on ultimate team, it would have been done in two days, I imagine.
0: Yeah. And then we had the, uh, was it the offside bug?
1: Hmm. In the previous oh, there's, there's
2: been so- None of that would be going off in Ottawa, team. Trust me. Nonsense, absolute nonsense. Kind of swinging it back to, to Microsoft. Um, they've confirmed on the 21st of April that you no longer need Xbox Live Gold to play free-to-play multiplayer games now.
1: Long time coming, I think.
2: Uh, yeah, this was so- all
1: about the uh, the backlash, wasn't it? Wilder, yeah. they put the Xbox Live prices up and yeah. then they, they came out with like, oh, we're going to give you yeah, free-to-play the... games without Xbox Live, which, yeah. is, which is good. Eventually. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> about I
2: mean, it's about that, like, the Switch and, and uh, PlayStation could already do. Like, you didn't need mm. PSN or Switch Online to play Fortnite or, I don't know, Rocket League uh, online, but I mean, it's it's more positive news for, for Microsoft, it's um, going in the right direction and uh, yeah, it's just uh, it'll just bring more more people to these games now who are on Xbox but didn't have Xbox Live Gold, I suppose
1: Yeah, just to add to that <clears throat> with this update, they also unlocked um, the Xbox Party Chat and the Looking for Groups feature as well so, you can now Always. chat to people without Xbox Live Gold?
0: Well, I won't be doing that. But...
2: <laughs> well, you need to have friends on Xbox no. first. Yeah,
0: alright, alright. That's for a bit. Again. Again, yep. Uh, should we talk about some people leaving places? Now, do either of you play Overwatch?
2: Uh, I used to, and uh, quite a few years ago, I used to be pretty addicted to it. <laughs>
0: So, game director of Overwatch, Jeff Kaplan, has left Activision Blizzard after 19 years.
2: Oof, that's a long time.
0: Hmm. So I wonder what the future of that is, because isn't Overwatch 2 in the works?
2: Uh, it's currently in the works, yeah. Um, it's... It's arguable whether whether they needed to make a second one, because um, from what I can tell, all they've done is they've did the graphics engine, Um. Maybe the entire engine itself, potentially. Maybe it's from a new engine, which... At that point, then, I can understand why it's, there's a sequel. But at the moment, like, from what I've seen about, like... You could just update Overwatch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With all this stuff. But...
0: Well, that's not the only person who's left somewhere. Was so, that? the creative director of Marvel's Avengers... Mm. Sean Escaig has left Crystal Dynamics to rejoin Naughty Dog. Ah...
1: Well, I don't, don't blame him for
0: jumping off because... that sinking ship. Yeah, that's that's it. It's just right from the sinking Although some people are thinking that he did a lot in terms of the campaign. Not well, much good. in terms of the last. Because he previously helmed uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy, which I've not played myself, but it's, yeah, positive. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, think I bet it's too. a solid spin-off. So I can understand if he did the campaign stuff, because I know obviously that's been received well in Avengers, one of the few things people think is good about it. Yep. But maybe he's just left because that's over with and he didn't, he didn't need to stick around, or... Is there more to it? Who knows?
2: Yeah, There's you never to... know when, when people leave, whether it's, like, a... Uh... Because from how I understand game development, kind of once a game has kind of come out, um, and it's finished, it's kind of... It's apparently normal for, like, people to be kind of let go, and... Because, mm. like, oh. they were contracted for that one thing and that's kind of it, sort of thing. Yeah. We'll see, we'll see. I'm, I'm sure they'll, they'll move on to the uh, pastures in the future, hopefully. Did either of you watch
0: the uh, PlayStation State of Play?
1: Yeah. Um, I didn't. bit underwhelming, to be honest. So we'll talk about the first couple of games that they announced. So I think the first one was that Among Us was going to be uh, coming to PS5. Which is which is good for people that like Among Us. Um, I played a bit of it on Switch, and I enjoy it for what it is. It's fairly fun. Um, I like. It. Have you played it, Mark? No, I've never played it. Mm. Well, it might be something that we can all play. It's um, quite fun. You
2: get it on mobile.
0: Hmm. I, know cool. Cool. I, don't,
1: I don't really like playing
0: games on mobiles. Yeah, it. Tiny little, and my pie fingers. is
1: just like. <laughs> one thing to say, one thing about the mobile version is it is quite difficult to type like when you're trying to type a yeah that's, to the annoying, that's
2: the annoying thing like you've it takes forever to type it and by the time you've typed it they've already bored you off i'm like yeah just... <laughs> i've
1: done tasks yeah i've been doing tasks <laughs> yeah the struggle um and they also uh, came out with um, that subnautica is going to get a ps5 um revamp so for anybody that's um, purchased the digital or physical version you'll get the upgrade for free which is good um now i i played subnautica for quite a while and i i did quite enjoy it i didn't enjoy the giant sea creatures that ate me but um i enjoyed the exploration side of it and like the gathering resources and crafting and stuff so that's good. Um, and then we got a long look at Ratchet and Clank. Um, oh, what's Rift the a, r- Rift apart. apart? That's it. Yeah. Um, I mean, the more I look at this game, the more I get really excited for it. Um, what were your thoughts on it, Mark? I really like the look of it. Mm. I mean, I've I've not played a Ratchet and Clank game before. Well, no, I played.
0: It, I think I played a demo of one, but I have no idea what which one it was or. I can't, yeah. even know what, I can't even remember what he did in it, <laughs> but I really like the look of this one. I like that futuristic aesthetic and on the planets yeah. and all that. Mm. Really nice, really beautiful looking game. And then the whole um, uh, going through those time, those portal things.
1: Yeah, the rift in the way the different... way that was done was
0: fantastic, it was mm. extraordinary. I can imagine Definitely. that getting confusing mid battle doing that, but.
1: Yeah, because they also said Sounds that you, when you rift, you're not rifting into, like, a battle arena. It's the entire level it loads as well, which yeah. is quite impressive. Yeah. Mm.
0: Does look nice, though. I'd be interested in that one. Yeah.
1: Because
0: I've I got the see. um, oh, what it? the game that came... At the, I've got it on PS4. It's just called Ratchet & Clank. I don't know if it's a reboot or a remake or a new one that was just oh, called yeah, Ratchet & Clank. I don't know what... I
1: think that was the launch title for PS4, just the one that's just called Ratchet & Clank.
0: Yeah. Well, I've got that, but I've not, I've not played it yet, but I might get on yeah. that before just to see what they're all about. Mm. Mm. But yeah, I did like a look at that.
1: Yeah. And then that was about it, wasn't it, after that? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, like when I've, because it seemed to come out of the blue, like I only realised that evening that they were going to have the state of play. I'm like, right, I'll watch this because I'm like, oh, they're going to come out with something about the VR2 or something like that. Um, but then, no, they, yeah, we, that never happened. Come on.
2: <laughs> I, I wanted to be surprised
1: like yeah, I, I, why not
0: I, they'd, already, they'd already announced it was going to be about Ratchet and Clank beforehand so mm-hmm.
1: no
0: expecting that
1: yeah. I didn't see that but yeah, it was yeah. nice to see an extended gameplay yeah yeah it was good I'll have to go back and watch it at some point
0: right have you heard of ACG Gaming? no anyways the guy is a YouTuber and he's just like he basically just this podcast for some other people. I, I don't know the details of it. But apparently he's got a reliable source. Oh. I mean, take this with a picture of salt, uh, From a reliable source is that the Metal Gear Solid IP is up for grabs. Oh, interesting. Because he, he like, vaguely mentioned it on this podcast. He wasn't, mm. like, he wasn't explicit about it. But he wrote uh, some clarification on Reddit. I said, let me add some clarification, folks. The person, I mean, it's Grammar is not great here, but bear with me. The person (laughs) that told me this has been with me since Far Cry Primal leaks lol, and mostly has been right from Bethesda moving to zero-day review code and this year to Deathloop, Bloodlines, Dragon's Dogma 2 leak, Xbox Game Boost work, and a couple more this year. I was simply stating I had heard from a source the same that informed of the Xbox Boost, the Deathloop delay, Bloodlines, and the other stuff I had talked about as saying this happening, and that Metal Gear itself was in some way up for grabs which then popped up in this discussion about Kojima. Uh, that source has been reliable all this year, so I said it. I don't have the time to really dis- discuss BS, so I don't repeat most, but they were right about the Blue Line stuff, the Deathloop stuff, so I figured it was worth it. So far, they hit 8 for 8 this year, and were right as far back as Far Cry Primal, prior to it being announced by a huge margin. So, basically saying the guy's edit from is reliable. But we don't know whether they're selling uh-huh. it. I, we don't know if Konami is selling it or whether they're license, licensing it to someone else, which is a possibility. Mm.
2: And I thought the licensing would, would make more sense. Yeah. Get us,
0: get us That's it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Inter- interesting nonetheless.
2: Yeah. Interesting. I would I want Kojima to have Mel Gearbank? Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I want it back. I would want I him to to finish Metal gear Sword Five properly.
0: <laughs> I don't think he wants it back because it he, he, he was for a long time. He was trying to get away from it. Well,
2: them, yeah. yeah. At one point, he I think there might Mel- be Metal more Konami though. Maybe. Final. No, I I think he's I think he's always wanted to get away with get away from it at some point. Every Metal Gear Sword is made after like the first ones. Like yeah, this is my last. That's one. my last one. Yeah, <laughs> this is my last yeah. one. Metal gear Sword Two comes out. All right, this is my last one salt No, no, it's definitely the last one. Just one more. Yes. I Stop like it. Just one more. <laughs> Interestingly, to actually add add to that, the, I'm not sure who the YouTuber was, um, but there's been a, someone did like a YouTube interview with the uh, the voice of Mr. Salt Snake, uh, David Hayter. David Hayter. Yes. And uh, he's heard uh, that. There might be a Melga Solid remake in the works for current gen consoles. He's not really had any kind of source to come out with himself, but. Blue Point. Uh, yeah. Blue Point. <laughs> I mean, if there was anyone to do it, Blue, Blue Point would be like the perfect devs to remake anything. There was a rumor quite a while ago, wasn't there? Quite a
0: long time that Blue Point might have been working on it. That was a long time ago. Yeah, it
2: was a well. while. I mean,. They, uh, I think they, they, did the um, Demon Souls remake, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, very well done remake. I've not played the game myself, but seen, seen it in action and seen like less players of it. It's, it looks very impressive. So if there's anyone to to do a proper remake for Melgar um I couldn't think of anyone. Any developers better? Um, but yeah, I, I suppose this is another take with a pinch of salt sort of thing because I think David Hayes always seems to be round to, to, to play Salt Snake again at some point <laughs> I, I still can't believe
0: he didn't bring him back for five that really I, can, I,
2: can, uh, I can see why he didn't bring him for five I could see Kojima's reasoning for this is Big Boss this is like he needs a different voice to differentiate from Salt Snake yeah,
0: Big Boss was in third huh? and it was his voice
2: true but at the time, like I don't know if Kojima had the right connection. They
0: just, went, they just went to Hollywood. I don't know. Mm.
2: Probably. Probably. I, I, thought, I thought Sutherland... Justice
0: did. for Hater. Justice for Hater.
2: <laughs> that's why they had to change it for four. You can have David Hater speaking to David Hater. It'd be a bit like...
0: Paradox. No, <laughs> <laughs> no maybe. That's, I don't know. It just doesn't sit well with me.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: Right, so the Game Developers Conference they conducted a survey it's just, I'll just read. it's just the Game Developers Conference today released its annual State of the Industry survey today, showing an uptick in the number of respondents who had seen their projects delayed as a result of the pandemic mm. I that's probably no surprise but of the more than 3,000 developers who answered the survey, 44% responded that their current game had been delayed due to COVID-19 49% said their games hadn't been delayed while the remaining 7% didn't have a game project at the time of the survey. Uh, despite the delays, many, de- level, many developers are actually finding themselves more effective when working from home. When asked, when asked how remote work has impacted them, 35% said it greatly or somewhat increased their creativity and or productivity. 32% said there hadn't been much change, while another 32 said their creati- creativity or productivity had greatly or somewhat decreased. A handful of other questions that saw notable shifts from last year, 38% of survey respondents said they are or have been involved in AR or VR development, down from 46% in last year's poll. Finally, developers appear to be growing more comfortable with the idea of subscription services, like Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus. When asked if such services will devalue individual game prices, the number saying yes dropped from 27% last year to 21% this year, while those saying no rose from 26% to 30%. There's some interesting stats there. Yeah. Do you think more developers might start working for both?
1: I don't see why not for, for their field. Yeah. Because it's le- normally it's less that developers need to be as part of a team. Um, they can be given like their bit of code to work on and then they can just go and work on that for that day or that week or whatever. Yeah. Or maybe they uh, just have like one day in the office. Yeah, so they can collaborate on what's been done yeah, next or what's like next in that project, and then then they can go away and work on it.
0: Because I do maintain that collaboration is important, I think, for a game. You really yeah. need to be speaking to each other. But I guess it's good for the individuals as well, you know,
2: disputing that kind of thing. Yeah. I was actually... I think it just popped into my head. I think a good documentary to see how um, the pandemic has like affected a team and how they've had to adapt to it is... Um, the one made uh, made by NoClip, if you've heard of uh, if you've heard NoClip, uh, Danny Daniel Dwyer, I think it is. I, I don't know his name. I, um, I know NoClip, an Irish right. bloke. Um, he did uh he did like a whole series on the whole um development for Hades. So like when it first started up to when they got like a proper release, and then when they had to continue updating, that's when they started hitting the like the pandemic came into. Came into it at that point. And it's it's really good, interesting watch um, watching like how teams had to adapt to, I suppose the the world event <laughs> uh, that's affected everyone. Um, but it's, it's it's really interesting to watch. I I I recommend it for people interested in like game development, how it all comes together um, for one team.
1: The Nintendo Switch is now the sixth best-selling console of all time in Japan um saying that there were fine margins between um number five and number six so it could have potentially overtaken it um but yeah it just shows like what an absolute force that console's been in in japan but it's not quite a ds standard yet so um right now as of this article about a week ago um the switch has sold 19.4 million consoles in japan um the, for it to reach number one, it's got to get to 33 million consoles sold. Um, but I think if um, Nintendo bring out like a Switch Pro, um, it could definitely have a chance of um, outselling the DS and becoming the most or well, the best-selling console of all time in Japan. I'm going to shock you here.
0: If they do come out with a Switch Pro, I might dabble. <gasps> Ooh, I, might give it sh- I might give it a shot. I might
2: give it a go.
0: What's this? Can't believe it. He he says now. (laughs) We'll wait until it actually happens.
2: (laughs) I'm interested. What's what's the first game you could try if you ever got a Switch?
0: I don't know. I don't know how many games. That that Nintendo one, that one. Yeah, that that, one. That Mario. Tetris 99. That one with that Mario (laughs) guy in it. That one.
2: That Mario guy. I don't know. Oh, he's going to play Mario and Rabbids.
1: Is, Is there a particular reason that's got you onto this thinking? just broaden my horizons hmm. wow it's never a bad thing
0: yeah well it's just, it's just well as i've said before it's just I, I I, i'm one of the few people who never grew up really with nintendo i didn't play them when i was younger so i just never got into them i don't mm. hate them or despise them or anything like that. it's just it was just never my thing yeah so I thought, not...
1: now now i'm an old man i can make choices myself that's it <laughs> I'm a free man. You can do whatever you want. You can eat that chocolate cake. Buy that console. Might shock you even more and go with that. Is it Pokemon Snap, the new one? Is that a new thing? Oh, a new Pokemon Snap. Yeah. I think you'd quite enjoy that,
0: actually.
2: It's uh...
1: quite relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: that might be the the game that gets me into Pokemon, maybe. (laughs) Watch this space, folks.
1: Right. I can't believe this. If you get into Pokemon and start playing the main (laughs) games, that'll just be. I'll be that's
2: done. It. We'll, we'll, we'll start. We'll start. We'll, we'll drip feed him onto, onto Snap, and then once he gets into there, then we'll, we'll move on to like Sword yeah, and Shield. There. I, I we'll
1: think that's to, jumping we'll a, a bit too far. So, right, Pokemon Snap first, then and Tournament, then Mainline Pokemon. <laughs> I would just never buy Pokemon one of i
2: That's say, <laughs> yeah, play Snap Finds, you just don't like Pokemon. Who
0: knows? <laughs> Fix his drift in, I might. <laughs> right. Um, Not great news Toys for Bob So the Valentine team be responsible for Spyro Reunited Children and Crash Bandicoot 4
3: have
0: been moved to be going a sport team on Call of Duty
1: Warzone Yeah Yeah. It's like a waste of talent
0: yeah. It says that with this, all nine studios that are directly owned by Activision now work on Call of Duty in some form
2: Oh nine wow I'd I'd list down is them being the seventh active but clearly missed two two that's not on my list
0: yes who's not on there uh, I don't like the sound of this
2: I don't I don't know why I no. well we I do know like... I do know why <laughs> but I don't like why I should yeah. say. Uh, it's really frustrating because like I mean the same happens with Vicarious visions yeah. you know. They they did an excellent job with the uh, remaster of the Crash Bandicoot games. Um, did a probably a phenomenal job with the Tony Hawk one and two remasters. And then the reward is like, oh, now we're going to dissolve you into Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you've done such so, a good you, job. So you've got so like you got so much like classic games in your library that you could use Vicarious for like. Put like put them on like Tony Hawk: Crane Four, or like make them do like a new Crash or Spiral. I just, I mean, it's, not like the,
3: it's
0: not like It's not like they've not got enough people already on Call of Duty. Yeah, that's it. So you've well, got,
2: got enough resource for that. So yeah. like,
0: have some variation in your, in your products. Come on. Well,
2: I've, <laughs> I've got the, I've got the list here. I wrote down um, that I thought they were only the seventh active developer to be working on right. Call of Duty. So I'd list here there's there's Infinity Awards where Inchel to do the Modern Warfare series. Yeah. Treyarch, do the Black Ops series. Um, Sledgehammer are like the third biggest one that make the well, they're making their next Call of Duty this year. Or whatever. Uh, the next World War Two I think it is. Um, yeah. Then you've got Raven, who seems to be the main supporting uh, developers on Warzone now. Beanox, if people can even remember Beanox. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, they did, they did part they did part of uh, the Tony Ox remake as well.
2: They were yeah, quite, quite as well. Um, and then I had High High Moon as well, which I think mm. their like last big game were like the Transformers Cybertron yeah. series, I think, which were were solid games. I played the first one; it was, it was a solid shooter. And Deadpool, I think that was their last game they made before becoming like a sporting developer. It's just like. There's so many developers working on this franchise. Could you just can you just not? <laughs> Why do you need so many developers one one title? All right, Warzone's probably to
0: more be... out for money. It's that's the simple yeah. fact, isn't it?
2: I mean, Warzone is going to be Activision's Fortnite at this point. So the more that they can work on it, the more people are going to play it. And I don't I don't want to knock Warzone because I know it is a solid. Um, well, it's Call of Duty, but battle, you know, Battle Royale. That's always going to be um, a good mix because I, I, st- I still think, to this day, Call of Duty has like the best first-person gunplay gameplay. Well, it should, for all the developers, working it on, it. on it. Well, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah everyone on their bums working on it. So. Yeah, but it's like I was just seeing all this talent feel like being a bit of a waste. Special yeah. Toys for Bob's coming from Crash Bandicoot 4.
1: Like exactly, that was an absolutely just, phenomenal just, game. Just, just, did, did it just did it not sell well? I, I thought it, it sold okay. I don't know. I mean, they've, I not bought they've done the
2: they've done the free PS5 upgrade for it as well. Was it was it Toys for Bob's that did the uh, Crash Team Racing as well? I don't know. Who uh, did Crash I'm Team. not sure. I mean they uh, I mean they got good. Uh, good favourite from that as well minus that they start putting microtransactions in because activision mm. um that was disappointing
0: um it's like toys for bob just sounds such a, like an innocent studio <laughs> <laughs> And then you're just like put me on the gum Toys for
1: like, bob, bob to you know, work on zombies
0: yeah. <laughs> <sighs> activision be activision yep.
1: uh
0: positive news well wow people liked it, The Last of Us Part 2 has become the first game ever to receive the 300 Game of the Year awards.
1: Wow. I can't wait for him to bring the next one out and plaster that little of the cover art.
0: <laughs> but hey, the internet keeps telling us it's a terrible game, so who are you going to
1: believe? That's it. Yeah. Oh, one of my favourite characters dies, so I'm not even going to play it and then say nasty things about it.
0: <laughs> Idiots. Konami has withdrawn from E3. Well, they
1: have probably got nothing to show. Or
0: well, maybe, but why did they join the first
1: place? <laughs> the Pachinko it, selling booth uh, is not yeah, going to be there.
2: <laughs> maybe they had, they thought they had something, but just then suddenly didn't have enough time, or maybe complications happened. Yeah, it happens. I don't know what they could have showed off. I don't know what the next pro Evo, I suppose. It's probably just going
1: to be the Legacy Edition. <laughs>
0: Listen, if if there was ever a time for Pro Evil to step
1: up, it would be now. Yeah, just to get some good PR with people. Mm. Well, uh, it's going to be
2: Ultimate Team though, as well, isn't it? So the Master League is it? No, my league. Sorry, I think One of Yeah, but
0: is it as, as egregious as Ultimate Team?
2: I mean, you still have to pay microtransactions. So let's let's be honest. <laughs> is it on the same level though? Mm, I don't know. Not as many people talk about it, so I can't. I can't judge. I've not actually played it. I just know it's around. I just want to make my pro
1: clubs. <laughs> I think the thing that stops people from playing Pro Evo is it not having like the kits and the club names. Yeah.
2: Well, interestingly to act to that actually, um, they did mention they have exclusive license for Napoli. Mm. So.
1: Got Napoli, Juve, and um, I think another couple of teams in Italy as well. Probably. The EA have lost.
2: Yeah. Well no! Wonder what Napoli are going to be called in FIFA next year.
1: Well, they'll still be called Napoli, but it'll be the badge. They'll be no. Wait a minute! If they got naming rights, they'll have to call them something else. Well, Napoli uh, with a yeah. Y at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Napoleon. Because I can remember at, um, <laughs> about. Two or three FIFAs ago, they lost the um, logo rights for Napoli, and they had to change the logo a, f- a few years ago.
2: Not really? Didn't know about that.
1: Dynamo Napoleon. <laughs> Perfect. So, Sony is testing video content as part of the PS Plus subscription service. Mm. So, um, they're, they're doing this exclusively in Poland right now. Um so this trial service um started on the 22nd of the motherland of, yeah that's it the motherland that's such a random place to start like yeah it's the it's the central hub of gaming says CD project red well yeah I guess um there is that anyway so it started it will it was active from the 22nd of april and it's going to go right through to the 22nd of april 2022 so they're going to be trialing it for around a year um So this service allows PS4 and PS5 users in Poland to access over 20 television and movies from Sony Pictures. And this is going to be just a part of your PS Plus subscription. Um, So that will include um, things like Zombieland, um, Venom, uh, The Equalizer 2, Baby Driver, Blade Runner 2049. Um, So a few things there. I mean, if it's going to be for free on top of your subscription, why not? Yeah. Check it out for the But yeah, so uh, with any look next year, we might get that, which would be nice. I think it's good. it's good for Sony. I think it's like another feather in the cap for PlayStation Plus to try and get people on there. And I mean, if they can maybe purchase some other things, like some series that people actually watch, <laughs> then it could be a good, unique selling point for them. Just sticking with films. Interestingly, uh, I don't know
2: if uh, I don't know if anyone here's interested in the in the Oscars. I know, I think Mark is. Um, I don't really pay too much attention over the like, night who wins best film. Um, but uh, interestingly, uh, a video game developer uh, had actually won an Oscar uh, for the first time in its history for I think it was best documentary short subject. Um, so. The documentary was called Colette, and it was part of the VR game Medal of Honor Above and Beyond, uh, which was made by Respawn and Arcturist Sirius. Um, so like, the whole documentary is um, based on um, this woman called Colette, uh, I think it's Colette Marine Catherine, who was a teenage uh, resistant fighter during World War II. And they like they they made this documentary as part of the game because I think uh, I think at some point I've not read too much like what's actually in the game or not. but I'm trying to go off so bits that I've read that like at some point like she's involved in the game and you help her in like a in a mission or something like that. But they made this documentary exclusively for for the game, and then for it to be like rewarded an Oscar for it is is. Pretty big, um, pretty big news for, uh, for the gaming industry. Like be able to sneak into the movie industry and just take an Oscar like that. So I thought it was pretty good, uh, pretty good news for him. Uh, well done for respawn. Some quick kind of film news as well. Um, Mortal Combat. It's all about the films at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's films, but it's still game related. Uh, Mortal Combat. Uh, it's been out, I think, about a week now in the US.
0: Yeah, it's not it really release here, it?
2: No, strangely, it didn't have a release in the UK. Uh, it didn't come out straight away like uh, Godzilla and Kong did. Like, that was a simultaneous release. But for some reason, Mortal Kombat wasn't. Uh, it was US only. Um, but we do have a release date for it, uh, finally. Way. Yes, uh, it's coming out to the UK on Thursday the 6th of May. Ooh, no, not oh, not long Uh Which happens to land on a special day for someone. Uh, primarily, me. It's my birthday.
0: Oh, well, there you go. Happy birthday for that, so, <laughs> then. I know what present. I'm
2: doing on my birthday. No.
0: <laughs> What's? Do we know where it's going to be?
2: Uh, the so they're saying it's going to be out on Amazon Prime, uh, YouTube, Google Play, iTunes, and the Sky Store. Um, so for anyone that was interested so, in film, places, that's when you can watch it. Kind of, uh, again, still... Sticking not quite movie but series. Um, the final trailer for the uh, final scene, final season of Castlevania came out recently. I think last podcast we talked about there was a there was like a teaser trailer for it and saying there was going to be a final one, but they finally dropped the kind of trailer for it. Um, looks absolute mental, and I can't wait for it. Cause I love Castlevania. Um, probably to me, it's probably my I would say it's probably the best video game adaptation. Another is like words. Much, big, much, words. Uh, big words, big words. I don't have much. Com- yeah. I don't think there's much competition for it, if, I, if I'm truly yeah. honest. But <laughs> well. maybe we could argue. Good Assassin's point, well read, made. Maybe, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, looks really good. Um. And I can't can't wait. It's uh. It's going to be on Netflix on the 13th of May. So. Yeah, really? The PS4
0: has now sold more games than any other console in history. I don't know wow. what the figure is, so <laughs> I can tell you. I probably should have had a look at the stats, but. <laughs> <I>
2: mean... <laughs> what do you think is the highest selling game for the PlayStation 4 then? GTA 5. Yes. I'm still sure it's going to be GTA 5. Go on it, it? I mean. Go on <laughs> that game sold more everywhere.
0: <laughs> probably highest on PS3 and all.
2: ISA PS4, PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One, PC, mobile. <laughs> GTA 5 mobile.
1: Smart, <laughs> smart fridge. Yeah, smart fridge.
2: Engage.
0: <laughs> uh, okay, Mass Effect Legend Edition. It will have an 11 gig day one patch.
1: Way. Cool. Mm. It's to be expected am... nowadays, isn't
0: it? But I am looking forward to that game. It should be good. Rumours. Shall we hit the rumour, mill? Go on, then. Ooh. I'll give you a couple of rumours. So, there's a rumour that Netherrealm, who do the Mortal Kombat and Injustice games, that they could be working on a Marvel fighting game.
2: Hmm. I haven't got over this one. I actually didn't I mean, believe it when I heard
1: it. I mean, it'd be good. <laughs> if it did. I, I Marvel think... versus Mortal Kombat or something like that. That'd be pretty cool.
2: No, no, no. Oh, Marvel DC, wasn't it?
1: Come on. on. Marvel vs. DC.
0: (laughs) Come on.
2: They make the Injustice games. Come on. We need it.
0: Uh, But, second rumour this one I really like the sound of. There's a rumour that a Microsoft first party studio is working on a game based on The Mandalorian.
1: Lack of good. Hmm. Well, as long as Baby Yoda's force choking people, then that's all I care about. (laughs) Ah,
2: Grogu. Yeah, I
1: wonder, I wonder how it'd be
2: what it'd be like. Would it go through like the show or would it be like a spin-off maybe? Maybe like before before the show, maybe like a prequel Well the thing about the Mandalorian. Is it's it's
0: kinda of like each episode's kinda of its own thing, isn't it? I mean there's like an overarching story, but it's it's a space it's a space western, isn't it? I yeah that's, that's what it's done at. So I'd quite like it. And just keep it like that. I'd like it as like a RPG kind of thing.
2: First person or third? Third. Third.
0: I want to see his armor and all that. I don't yeah.
2: Yeah. No, that that'd be cool. Yeah. I could I could see it. it it's. It, I'd like i like for it to be like the game that Boba Fett should have had because so I think there was around the time before Lucas Arts kind of got um, shut down after the Disney buyout, and there was rumors that they were making a kind of like a Boba Fett kind of game. But anything like that, I'd be over the moon.
0: The International Olympic Committee, they're making a move into virtual sports. They're having the first ever Olympic virtual series. So the International Olympic Committee will partner with five international sports federations. Uh, This is from their website. And Games Publishers to produce the Olympic virtual series. The first ever Olympic licensed event for physical and non-physical virtual sports. Taking place ahead of the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. The OVS will begin on 13th of May. Continuing through to 23rd of June, the Olympic virtual series will mobilise virtual sport, e-sports and gaming enthusiasts all around the world in order to reach new Olympic audiences. Whilst also encouraging the development of physical and non-physical forms of sports in line with the recommendations of the IOC's Olympic agenda. The following international federations and gaming publishers will be part of the Olympic virtual series. Quite a few of these I've not heard of, but... Uh, the World Baseball Softball Federation, Confederation. And that's by eBaseball Powerful Pro Baseball 2020 by Konami. I've not heard of that, but... Uh, Union Cyclist International, so the UCI. Uh, Zwift Inc. I've not heard of them. that. that no. not heard of that publisher. Uh, World Rowing. And that'll be the, it just says Open Format. I don't know what that means. Uh, World Sailing. That's by Virtual Regatta and Virtual Regatta SAS. But this is the interesting one. Federation International de Automobile, so the FIA. Gran Turismo. funny mm. Digital. Oh. So Gran Turismo is going to be an Olympic event. That's it. That's,
1: that's where well the world's going. Yeah.
0: The OVS creates a stage to connect the physical sporting world with the virtual and simulation and sports gaming community, providing an opportunity to engage with the Olympic movement. Each federation will offer its corresponding event in a format that maximises online mass participation and prioritises inclusivity and participation through the OVS. The mass participation series allows participants around the world to compete from home or their training facilities in order to generate excitement in the build-up to the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. All five events will differ in form and concept and will operate via the sports respective publishing platform where participants will be able to take part. Fans will have the opportunity to engage and follow the events on the Olympic channel. Additional information on how to participate as well as prizes, including the select select events, will be announced soon. Information will also be available on theolympicchannel.com. So there, that's quite interesting. I mean, can can, can we become Olympic participants, maybe?
1: Well, okay. if they did, like, pro clubs as an option, I think we'd just definitely yeah. be up there because we're
0: amazing. Well, it's, it's <laughs> not one of these federations, though, is it? It's, mm. so it's, it looks like it's baseball, cycling, rowing, sailing, and...
1: Driving. Driving, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: it's not an actual Olympic event, is it?
1: No, but the driving, first thing sir. that comes to mind is what the opening ceremony would look like because you've just got these gamers standing next to these people that have honed their bodies for decades to the <laughs> peak performance. <laughs> yeah, just, oh, that'd be amazing. Big lad, Phil. <laughs> that's it. Uh,
0: munching on a kebab. Well, they kind of
2: red Bull. Down in the...
1: Yeah. Down yeah the eating MVP Cheetos, catch. just all of the stereotypes.
0: Yeah, well... Dusting all of the keyboard at all <laughs> 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 oh,
1: dear.
2: Bloomberg. Um, I think we're all well. Some of us might be familiar with the news organisation, or at least one of the reports. Um, Jason Schreier. Sure. Um, yeah. What well, you said? Because <laughs> I actually have a bunch of names. Too bad. But Jason. Um, so he put a report recently. Um, That's a remake of Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic. Is in production uh, at the moment. It's been handled by a developer called Aspire, um, who have handled, if I remember correctly, I think they've handled the ports of old Star Wars games to, um, to stuff like Switch and mobile, because like, that's what the public got on mobile recently, I think. Um, and there's been all the other old games, so like, uh, Jedi, um, Jedi Knight Two uh was on switch and playstation 4 thing um as well as like star wars racing and others but according to him uh this remake will contain elements from the original game and its sequel which will bring things certain things in line with the current star wars canon so mm, could be send up that old republic thing that was was rumored that Disney want to look into for like a new film series maybe um but I'm excited for this um uh, Star Wars nicely old republic is like a big favorite of mine like probably my favorite game out of Bioware and i just can't wait for any more news to come out for this like I'm absolutely looking forward to it other than that I'll, I'll end on one uh one piece of news of developer that's a favorite of yours mark um, so, IO Interactive ah, yes. uh, are reportedly working on an Xbox-exclusive game. All that, that we kind of know about it currently is there will be Dragon-themed.
0: um it was recently where I heard news they had expanded. They'd, like, bought a second. Because, obviously, they're going to be working on James Bond. But...
2: Well, yeah, so, so maybe at the moment, bought... like, they've got the This is partly
0: box. why they bought this other... I don't want to say studio. Did they buy a studio? I don't know, but I it think they both they have opened like a second location. I think.
2: Yeah, yeah. It sounds like it. they've probably like bought a studio and then like renamed them. Blah blah blah. Maybe. This is Maybe. where they're located. <laughs> That's how so normally I, goes. I presume they're splitting their team duties now. Yeah. Oh, possibly. Um, I thought the interesting part of this is that the games will be published under the Xbox Game Series uh, Xbox Game Studios banner. Hmm. So it looks like it will be Xbox exclusive. Um, whether there's any hint of a potential partnership between IO and Xbox, I'm not sure.
0: Not, not that I've heard. But who knows?
2: No, I've not heard either. Um, I knew uh, at, at the time when they were looking to split from Square Enix, um, they did have quite a, a good number of acquisition offers. Yeah. Um, but decided to go along, alone, which is a good good choice I think because they've what sounds like they've done excellent with the Hitman games that they've they've done but yeah they managed just, to uh, then
0: acquire the James Bond license so they must have done something right
2: yeah they must have done something right like, um, I mean easily like the the perfect fit of developer and IP I think mm. um, but yeah I'd be interested to see what's uh, what this whole game is going to be about for Xbox
0: hmm intriguing
1: hmm one for the future I'm sure
0: Right, shall we end on something ridiculous?
1: Go on then, love ridiculous.
0: Okay. Google Stadia. That's not the ridiculous part. Or maybe it is. But Google Stadia. Um, they made an announcement that they were very, very proud of. Uh, for the record, this is 17 months after Stadia has been released. And they put out a tweet saying, Good news, a search bar is now rolling out to the Stadia store. This is Google. Oh, thanks for that. (laughs) After 17 months, finally putting a search bar
1: on the Google Stadia store. And they're very, very proud of it. So this is just so they could probably sell ads to games to push them up the rankings for the search. (laughs) Why is it taking Google the search
0: bar enthusiasts to put a search function on Stadia after
1: 17 months? What is wrong with them? Just Stadia, innit? That's all I'm yeah. going to say. I mean...
3: Stadia...
1: <laughs> what?
0: The... Anyway. <laughs> Just stupidity. Uh, that's the end of the news, I think. Shall we move on to what we're going to play? Yeah. Uh, sir Go on, Nathan. Kick us off.
1: Okay. So, um, I finished Immortals Phoenix Rising. Um, so... That's good. Um, the the end was a bit strange. There's somebody in the game that doesn't read the memo and doesn't realize the game is called Immortals Phoenix Rising. It's not all about him. It's all about Phoenix. Anyway, that some something transpires and that gets sorted out. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, towards the end, like this, just it's just so hilarious because, like, if you're into like Greek mythology and puns and wordplay, then you'll absolutely adore this game. Um, and yeah, just towards the end, they just ramped it up to 11, it was absolutely amazing. Um, and then after I finished it, I just had an empty hole in my heart where Phoenix should be, but it wasn't there anymore. Aww. And then, um, <laughs> I had to move on to other games, so um. One game that um, you talked about last week, Mark, um, Watch Dogs Legion. Um, I've actually started playing that. Ooh. Um, quite enjoying it so far. Now I played the first Watch Dogs and I didn't really get into it that much, but this one just seems a lot more accessible mm. and a lot easier to like get on board with. And um, yeah, I'm just I'm enjoying it so much. Um, I've picked my character um, that I am. Um, I'm not going to go into why. Because that um, incorporates a bit of bad language. <laughs> <laughs> but that's honestly, I read like a little bit of this person's bio, and I'm like, yeah, perfect. I'm gonna be that guy." <laughs> um, but yeah, I've um, I've got to the point where I've like finished like the introduction side of it, and um, I'm roaming around doing my first few missions and things. Um, I got into an altercation and uh, stole a police car and they're absolutely rapid um, just like <laughs> racing through London like futuristic dystopian London
3: yeah
1: um while they're after you it's um it's great um just enjoying it so far i i, I was like dead set on doing like a like a load of the missions you, and then you, you were dead sick. you <laughs> were dead set oh, mm. oh um come on yeah and then um <laughs> I got into an altercation, and um, then I decided to just go GTA style and cause havoc. Of um, course you did. Yeah, of course you like, did. Like you do. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. So i have not invited anybody to like join our group yet. i um, you it alone. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Lone Ranger <laughs> right now. But I, I like how you can like patch into like people and like see what they do for a living, like what yeah. special. Um, like skills they've got who they know to try and like help you in the um in your journey um but yeah i'm surprisingly i've got into it i mean the only reason i've got watchdogs legion is because i got it with my ps5 along with immortals phoenix rising and i thought i don't even want to play them games but loved immortals phoenix rising and now i'm really liking watchdogs legion so sometimes greatness is thrust upon you and you've got to just mm. take it and roll with it um, but, yeah, really enjoying that. And um, a game that I got recently, um, this might interest you more, because it is actually a simulation game. I've got something called House Flipper. Oh, I've got that, but I've not played it yet. Right. Mm. I, I think you're in for a treat, honestly. Um, right, I'll, I'll get into that. I, <laughs> right, I only got this yesterday, and I'm pretty excited. Um, so, basically, it's a simulation game uh, where... At the beginning, you, you're basically yourself in a shack and you've got like a, a laptop where you accept jobs. Um, so my first job was that there'd been like a break in somebody's house where the house had been ransacked and you had to like refit um, a radiator. I'm like, right. OK, so I got well, to steal the radiator. Well, they, it seems like it. There wasn't one there. There's been some sort of altercation between the ex-boyfriend, so you get these oh, okay. emails. It tells like a story of what's happened, and you choose to accept the job or leave the job
0: to build this is money up. More
1: in than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, think going to be backstories. <laughs> yeah, well, I'll I'll move on to this, but there was one email that annoyed me, so I'm like I'm not going to do that job for that person. Anyway, so I got into the house. I cleaned it up generally. Um, so you've got like a broom that you can use to like clean the floors and stuff um you can pick things up move them around and basically get the house into a um a better state but for the radiator you've got like an ipad style thing where you can go and buy stuff online with your money that you've got um so that money just offsets the earnings that you get from your job and wow. then you um you fit the um radiator to the wall and then you've got to like turn all the spokes and things to get it all in place and stuff and it's just it's just so relaxing like like going into a house, looking like what, right, what do I need to do? So, first I'll clean the floors, then I'll put all the furniture back where it needs to be, I'll clean the windows. Oh, you've got a steamer to clean the windows. Um, so, you've got to hold down like the trigger at the back to start steaming. And um, there's always one little bit that always evades me, but I'm just like drifting down with my steamer, getting all that done. Um, you paint walls. So, somebody will say to you, I need, I want my house freshening up. And they'll say what colors they want. So, what you've got to do is kind of like gauge the size of the room to what kind of pot you need to buy. Um, so you're not like spending money on paint that you're not going to use. So yeah. And then the latest job that I've done is for a new family that's going to move into a house and they've got a baby on the way. So they wanted me to clean the house up because they've just bought it and decorate and furnish the baby's room. Um, so yeah that baby's got a killer room to go into when they um when they eventually move into the house it's black um, walls <laughs> <laughs> no i did it it was like a um like a, an autumn red and I decided to do it for him but really everything else is like gray and chrome so it's like pretty modern um but um yeah so there was an email that i got from a prospective client that quite annoyed me um because they said i want thick I want some work doing. I want all this sorting out, but I'm not going to pay you unless it's done to my exact specification. I'm like, listen, I'm the tradesman. As long as I do the work, then you pay me. So I ignored that email. Like, no. Yeah. I don't <laughs> want clients like that. I'll be honest. Can't like, it reminded one of me of some people in real life at work and that like kind <laughs> of hit home. So like, sod them.
2: Yeah. Start, start getting null flashback.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, yeah, so I've, I've managed to get enough money together now that I can buy my first property to kind of renovate and then hopefully sell on for a profit. But yeah, I'm surprised with like how much depth there is and like, just how nice it is to sit back and then clean houses, really. <laughs> I never thought I'd get that from, from it. But when the job's done, you just feel like a sense of achievement, like, oh, I've done this for somebody and they've paid me and then I'm a step closer to buying a house and then being able to renovate that and, like make more money um, down the line, but it's a good little game. I'm, I'm just I can't believe how much I'm enjoying it. Sounds like my kind of game. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
0: I'm, I'm just imagining myself like cleaning up this virtual house and then just watching my own house around me, just like getting dirty and dirty.
1: <laughs> Honestly though, I, I've got to admit like there's some there were a few bits that I needed to do in the house that day, and I'm like oh I feel bad now because like my virtual house is spotless, but look around me pots everywhere yeah. <laughs> so you do get a little bit of uh bit of guilt uh if, if there's anything wrong with your own property but no it's, it's it's really fun and it's a nice change of pace like from like playing something like phoenix or watchdog's legion or any game that's like pretty full-on um but yeah um i managed to get it for about 10 tenner off amazon so like really happy with it for that price um another game that i've played um, one actually on Matt's suggestion. Um, it was one of the PS Plus, sorry, not PS Plus. It was one of the Xbox Live Gold games for April, and it was Hard Corps Uprising. Now, that oh. game is absolutely solid. Just a bullet hell <laughs> shooter. And oh, yeah. I, I've, I must have tried that, the first level about seven or eight times, and I cannot get past it. Um, it's a difficult one. Yeah, I think it's a game that you've just got to keep going to try and master. Uh, I've not mastered it, mastered it yet. Um, but, um, yeah, I actually enjoy it, you know, for what it is, like for going through shooting enemies and trying yeah. to like traverse the maps and stuff. I, do, I thoroughly enjoy it, but it's just too difficult for me right now. I think I'll probably – it's a good job I had House Flipper to fall back on otherwise i might have um, got myself into a bit of a angry state um but yes yeah, so i've played a played a bit of that enjoying that so um hopefully i'll be able to get through that level soon um another game that i tried in the Xbox live gold games for April was european truck racing championship of
3: course
0: oh,
1: he, he went for yeah. it. he went for it. it so don't waste your time on that game it's utter dross horrible <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say I got like four minutes into my first race. And I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. The trucks handle terribly like a truck would, but I don't like it. So, yeah. I mean, if anybody does get something out of European Truck Racing Championship, by all means, all, all power to you, but it's just not the racing game for me. And then to try and cleanse the palate, I went on Forza Horizon 4 for a bit. <laughs> so, yeah. Real racing game. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been playing quite a few games. So, yeah, that's that's me. Um, what about you, Mark? Right. So,
0: let's start off with a game, a weird game, called Do Not Feed the Monkeys.
3: Nope.
0: Now, in this game, you play a guy who, through a friend, has become a member of a secretive club known as the Primate Observation Club, where you observe the lives of caged monkeys i.e. you spy on individuals through live surveillance feeds that's what it is so the entire game takes place in your apartment and you use a computer program called monkey vision to watch these feeds and you have to gather information on the people and places in them and they're like multiple feeds i think you start with four and each of them are referred to as a cage Uh, and you watch them and you have to mark down in your notebook what you see and hear and you then have to use this information to cross-reference on the internet to identify specific details about the people and places in them. And the end goal is to close these cages by discovering a certain amount of information from each one.
3: Mm.
0: Now, this it shares some sort of similarities with, you know, Beholder, which I mentioned mm. a few yeah. months ago. But basically, you're spying on people and stuff like that. But this does have, this is not quite as dark in its tone as that. Uh, but anyway, while you're doing all that you've also got to like monitor life simulation stuff, so it's like your hunger and your sleep and you got to go to work and pay your bills, like pay your rent, that kind of thing mm. and every five days you are evaluated by this club uh, and there were, there were rules to this club one of which is do not feed the monkeys which is basically telling you that you're not supposed to interact with the people you're watching mm. but you can do it if you find out the right information. And you're required to purchase new cages every five days. So you start with four, and before your next evaluation in five days, you have to buy, you have to have nine. And then every five days, that number grows exponentially. So the next time you require 16 in five days, and then so forth. Mm. So what happens is you end up having all these feeds running at the same time. And but you can only watch one at a time. So there's like multiple things going off and you have to like keep switching between them and observing and making notes and all that. So it's all about management, basically, about what's happening in each one. Mm. And I have to say, that overall about the game, I liked the premise of it, but I wasn't a fan of the execution. Um, First of the game does a bad job of telling you what you actually need to do. Mm-hmm. I couldn't really work out. it. The explanation was a bit poor in terms of how you mark things down and that kind of thing. There seems to be very little feedback to whether you're doing things right or how far you've progressed. Uh, some cages closed, but there's no explanation as to why they have. And like, But the, the feed just remains open on the thing. So you don't actually know if it's closed or not. Uh, there was a bug that kept the notebook open, so I couldn't click anything.
2: Uh,
0: the life simulation stuff, I just found a real distraction. Uh, it made it less fun. I mean, I get the, the, the point of it was all about management of these things, but it's just... the actual studying and making notes and that kind of thing I kind of, kind of liked, but all this other gubbins that just went off. This is a bit weird, like if your hunger drops, it, it starts making like a, a grumbling noise of your stomach. And when yeah. you're wearing headphones, that sounds horrible.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, so I, I came away and basically, my game ended because I just forgot to pay the rent once. So I just got chucked out of the flat by a landlady with a copper. That was the end of my game, and I just thought, oh, okay, I just can't be bothered to carry on playing this. Which was a shame because I liked the, as I say, I liked the premise of it, of the observing and the studying and writing down, doing detective work and that kind of thing. Mm. But it was... uh, mm, I wouldn't play it again. Mm. Another game I played, which I I think both of you have played is Wolfenstein The New Order oh yes mm. have you completed it I have this is a first person shooter and you play plays William B.J. Blazkowicz uh, beginning during the second world war you infiltrate a facility with the idea of finding a guy called Deathsad and along the way you discover that Nazis are using advanced technology to their advantage uh, things don't go to plan your is captured and you're forced to make this morality choice aren't you yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which ends up having slight implications on the story and gameplay further down the line. Uh, in the ensuing chaos, he suffers a significant injury that puts him in a coma. And for 14 years, BJ is pretty much in a vegetative state. Eventually, regaining normal functionality, he goes and discovers that those pesky Nazis only went on a Wonder Wall, didn't they? Ah, dear me. So, BJ sets off all to kill all Nazis, basically, and find Death's Eddie. I'd say I quite like the gunplay in it.
1: It's fun. It's like honestly, you can just mow down enemies because they're yeah. not the cleverest, are they? But particularly when it came to like the dual wielder. Mm. That, that was fun. Mm.
0: <laughs> I didn't like. I, I really, I really wish it auto picked up ammo there.
2: This yes. really
0: did. This really irritated me.
2: It's a very archaic design. Still, it's like
0: <sighs> it's just like I was just mashing square to pick up the arrow and all and all other goings and that. And it's just like... But that's also the button for reload. <laughs> yeah. so it's like, I'll shoot around. Oh, I need to pick these bullets up. Oh, no, I'm reloading after shooting one bullet. And it's just like, just, just auto-pick up the ammo
1: and yeah. let really me just reload when I want. Yeah. That was a One thing that I really like about the game is... I, I like anything that's like alternate history. Like, if something changes, like in the past, how it affects the future. Yeah. Um, I like how... Um, there was like a moon base and stuff that you could go through. That was, that was yeah, quite this,
3: nice. Yeah,
0: this was a bit. Th- yeah, the moon bit was a bit of a surprise. It's It all went very high in the sky. Mm.
1: Well, uh, wait till you play the second one.
0: Oh, great. I can't wait now, then.
1: <laughs> I might have to watch that for you. Yeah. Big up
0: to my boy Max. Big fan of him. I very much enjoyed the side mission where you have to go around and find his toys.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've like,
0: oh, lost yeah. my toys. And it's just like, yeah. Good humored There's, it's, it's got a bit of adult humour in there, hasn't it?
1: Oh yeah, definitely. Just, yeah.
0: Just I mean the fact that it's called B J Baskovich, <laughs> that's one for a start. <laughs> and then there's scenes with him and is it Anya? Is that her name? Oh, the oh, is that his... was
2: that the girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There's scenes with her.
2: Very adult
1: indeed. <laughs>
2: Very. This is
0: part fairly early on. On a train.
1: Oh, I oh, was just about to say the same thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know if you're gonna say what I'm gonna say,
1: but uh, so basically, oh. you're trying
0: to blend in on this train.
1: Yeah, so
0: it's a Nazi train. Are you tasked with carrying a train? No, uh, no, no, you, know you can't. <laughs> <It's just laughs> a good. tray. Tasked with carrying a tray down the train.
2: Yeah. And I have
0: yeah. to say, this just goes to show the way my brain works. I just spent a good minute just like swirling the tray around, just watching the <laughs> coffee swirl around in the mug, <laughs> just wanting it to spill over. It's like, oh, can I get it to spill? Can I get it to spill? It's just like that's <laughs> brilliant. But yeah, well, what were you going to say about the tree?
1: Oh, just the, oh, that um, <laughs> well, not not about swirling tea and coffee around, but um, just the the picture thing that you've got to do. Yeah,
0: yeah, the, the card, yeah, the photograph thing. So, yeah. Some of that were quite disturbing. Right. <laughs> you grabbed the gun, didn't you? Admit it, you grabbed the gun first, didn't you? Yes. Yep, so did I. <laughs> I thought, I just want to see it. And then you just, like, slaughtered immediately. Mm-hmm. It's good for I think you mentioned this on a previous pod. The Easter egg. You go to bed, and you have this yes, night. Yeah. And then in the United Bay, you're just playing the original Wolfenstein. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that
1: was that's a nice surprise, isn't it? Yeah.
0: That was nice. That was a nice change of. Well, I won't say change of pace, but it was a nice change.
2: Nice surprise.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'll finish with one thing I hated about that game. That I really hated about it. Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you say it. That I, I kind of have to say that, but the other thing that I hated about the game, okay. I hated those bloody dogs.
1: Yeah. All oh, the dogs, yeah.
0: What is with those dogs? What was with all the jump scares in the game? There's a surprising <laughs> amount.
1: Now you mention it. <laughs> yeah. It's so like, what is going And most of them involve those dogs. Yeah. They're just so quick and they just jump on top of you, and yeah. then you either stab him and or it's just snap like eh, the necks eh, or something. Stab with knife. Yeah, I just ugh,
0: hate them. Anyway, in the... great game though. Really enjoyed that game. Do
1: you think you'll play uh, The New Colossus?
0: I, it... Yes, because I own it. Oh, good. So I will play it. But I've also got um, what's Young the... Blood, Old Blood. Is it Old Blood, the DLC one?
1: Yeah, it came out uh, as a standalone game as yeah. well. Yeah. The um because there was two like uh, spin well, three spin-offs actually. There was a VR it, spin-off, and then there was Old Blood and then Young Blood. Yeah. Because I bought them all around the same time, I think. I think it's Old Blood. But yes.
0: I shall play that eventually. Uh one final game. Me and my brother. We played a co op game. Well, it's not just co-op, you can't play it single player. It's called Supermarket Shriek. Have you heard about? you heard of this? Don't
2: think so.
0: I yeah, we were playing it over share play, and it's like a puzzle cart race kind of thing. How can you? I don't know how you describe it. So you, you control a man and a goat. <laughs> a man and a goat, and you're inside a shopping trolley. Okay.
2: Both of you. Yep. Okay.
0: And using the power of your screams or shrieks. You use that to propel you around a series of obstacles inside various stores. So, if the man screams, you turn one way. If the goat screams, you turn the other way. And if you scream at the same time, you go straight on. So, you have to coordinate with your partner to maneuver your way around. But as I say, you can also play at one player, but where's the fun in that? Uh, so, some levels you just have to reach the finish, others you have to like knock down stacks of beans and things like that. Uh, others you have to collect items on a shopping list. Uh, it's big up on it, it's set in Britain, and it's it's big up on its parodies of shops and that kind of thing. Mm. So it's like oh. all, the sign, all the signs are like reminiscent. They've all got like, like the font and design of like famous shops. It's <laughs> like one that's like reminiscent of Currys, another one that's reminiscent of Tesco's, and one shop that's called Winton's. Now I don't know if anybody gets that reference, but here in Britain there was a a very famous. Game show called Supermarket Sweep, which was ho- hosted by a guy called Dale Winton. So, I mean, yeah, but it's truly good fun. Uh, did get a bit angry with my brother; his coordination's a bit off. But it was good fun. Uh, he said he found it quite stressful, though. But maybe that was because of me. Not, not surprising, <laughs> were you shouting? Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, it might have been that.
2: Brother's a bit fun. angry. Don't know why. It's,
0: yeah, it's a good fun little game, though. So I'd want to play more of that, but we, we, we could only play a certain amount because it's just like, I think I was getting angry and he was getting stressed, so.
3: Yeah.
0: But yeah, I'd like to go back onto that. I, I enjoyed it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, go on, Matt, what you played?
2: Uh, what have I played? Um, So kind of moving on from last podcast, um, uh, I've gone through and completed uh, Middle of Shadow of Mordor. Um, so, I think my overall thoughts of the game is I did I enjoy it to an extent. Uh, the the gameplay is really good. So if you've never played it, it's it's very it's very Assassin's Creed esque, um, or like the old style Assassin's Creed where you've got kind of a a, a Perry, kind of like a parry move, you've got a normal attack, um, you've got a stun, um, and then you've got uh, sort of like a dodge, or if you dodge into the orcs, you can like jump over them, st- provided that um, they don't have the stat, uh, the strength to block that, I should say, on the stat. I did enjoy, once I started uh, opening the world up a little bit more, again into the second world, and then being able to brand orcs. I think that's when the game starts kind of coming into its own and starts being fun and stuff. Being able to get your own little orc army and fight like, you know, the uh the captains and, and the war chiefs turn them into him. Um and then eventually go on to fight I think it was the hand of Sauron. Uh not to try and spoil it too much, but it is pretty an old game. Um so I like that part of it. I think it's just the story of two people who want revenge on the same person but one person's being used for that revenge um didn't really like click with me um I don't know if it was just like I'm trying to remember the character player's talent I think it is there was just no real real personality that came through for me it was just kind of a uh, a typical revenge story, but the the guy just didn't have any charisma or anything. So I I, I can really get into the story of it. Um, I'm sure people who love like the middle earth stories uh, would uh, are probably thrilled about like the whole story and where it's set, kind of in sort of timeline wise. But storage wasn't for me, but the the game itself was was fairly solid. So. I enjoyed it that much. So after that I've moved on to a game that you guys are playing the sequel to but I decided to keep it in line with how I'm going uh, at least story-wise so I started playing Watch Dogs 2. Um, so yes yeah, so this is a game uh, based in San Francisco uh, you play as Marcus, a, uh, a young kid who is a pretty, pretty good hacker, if, uh, if you could say so himself, but a bit cocky sometimes, <laughs> fairly overconfident. Um, and he, he hacks his way into um, a Bloom facility, I think it is, because he's, he needs to erase his, his record, because they've gone down on a few offensible uh, charges that apparently he did not do. Potentially, I don't know if it made clear if he did or did not do this, but after doing that, getting out of you know, getting your record, um, is it sponged? I think is the word, is it wipes? <laughs> probably is, is a better use of the word. Uh, you know, you leave there, and uh, the group um, that call themselves DedSec in in San Francisco uh, welcomes you in, um, and you start doing hacking missions pretty much around San Francisco, um, trying to take down the big big old bloom baddies. So I played through this and I was I was happy that it wasn't like the first game. Like Marcus has yeah. an actual didn't personality. It, yeah, he
0: doesn't take himself <laughs> quite as seriously as the first No, game.
2: it's it's very like tongue in cheek and I, I like the little the little group that Marcus goes into. Like I think mm. um like Snatcher is the I suppose, the artist uh, in the group. Um, Josh is, like, the, the kind oh, of... Oh, stereo- he's miserable. He is yeah, miserable he's, like, the stereotypical life. kind of, like, geek. Like, uh, wants to keep himself away from people. Doesn't yeah. like going outside. Um, there's um, Horatio, who... I don't think it was quite clear, like, what his kind of role was. Um, don't want to spoil into the future um but like he seems to be like the the extrovert of the um of the group like the outgoing kind, kind of guy um and he works for one company that you need to get into a little with, like with his help later on um but i thought like the standout character in this game was wrench
0: mm-hmm. um, i think everyone loves a wrench
3: yeah
2: he's larrys i love his mask um his mask is very standout. Like any kind of emotions that he does, his mask and kind of lights up with the emo, like emoticon of yeah. it. Uh, it's just funny. He just wants to like destroy stuff all the time. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think the game is a much big improvement over the first one. Um, it there's more variety to it, and like um, San Francisco just seems more happy place to be than Chicago.
0: Bright- a lot more bright and vibrant, isn't it?
2: Yeah, there's a lot more colours used. Um the driving feels a little bit better. Um the driving feels actually pretty pretty good in this one. For some reason early on, I, I didn't want to like I was trying to do like a pacifist run. Like I didn't really want to kill people. So I'd try and like oh. stun them.
0: Oh, did you want to use those I forgot what they're called now. Yeah, yeah that... it's
2: like yeah. yo yo thing. Yeah, I, I
0: can't remember what you call them now. But yeah.
2: I don't know. I can't remember either. But um I got I got to a, a point in one one mission where like everyone's just bearing down on you. I was like i'll oh, screw this I'm just gonna start shooting <laughs> <laughs> like Being i feel like Marcus shouldn't be doing this because it's not his character he wouldn't kill but like for me personally I was just like i'm getting overwhelmed I might as well just whip out my assault rifle yeah. and just start mowing people down
0: because you had uh, a, a 3d printing it yeah Yes, there's sure?
2: uh, a 3D printer in the Hackerspace where you can get um, military weapons or dead sex kind of version of them. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: and all the dead sex ones are always better to use. Anyway. Yeah, so I've, I've been playing that. I've I've gone through and played it. Um, and as of about, I think it was 11am yesterday morning, managed uh, to get my last trophy for it. And so I have another game planning.
0: Yay!
2: I didn't uh, pla- I
0: didn't platinum. I completed it, but I did not platinum. How are we gonna go that far?
2: But yeah, it took a while because like the last two trophies that I had were multiplayer ones. So
0: ah, that's why I didn't. Uh,
2: <laughs> so I strangely I actually enjoyed the 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 multiplayer in this one. Yeah, um, I have to I have to switch the multiplayer a bit yeah, off. It off. They
0: really irritates me when I'm like I'm in the middle of doing something and then somebody says you have been invaded. I'm just like, no. I was on Alcatraz <laughs> no, Island no. once.
2: <laughs> you got <invaded. laughs> just
0: got invaded. It just really irritated me. So I had to like, jump in the water to like try and get away. <laughs> so I'm just like swimming <laughs> I away. I don't
2: care stuff. if you hack me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Escape from Alcatraz.
2: But, uh, yeah. I actually liked the hacking once, um, funny enough. Because I, rem- I remember when they-, they introduced it into the first game. I, en- I enjoyed it then where you got to find the person who's hacked you. And then um, I think at that point, um, if they found you, uh, it was kind of over in the first game whereas in this one yeah. if they found you you then had to like you have to escape away from them. Yeah. Uh and like nine times out of ten, I always seemed to hack people and they never found me. I was like pretty good at it. <laughs> so yeah. I enjoyed those, but yeah the last two ones uh last two trophies were to you have to kill uh the bounty hunter that's after you You have to kill one bounty hunter. And then the other trophy was to as the bounty hunter kill five uh Fugitives, I suppose, and that was the one that took a while because, like, every time, and this was an annoying bit of this game was that every time that I wanted to initiate a bounty hunt, it would put me into like an armored truck situation. I'm like, I, I don't want to, I don't want to go after the armored truck. I want to go after the fugitive. Stop putting me into this. Although I've, I've recorded like a ten minute video of um going into one of these games. There's one guy who's got the, the package on top of this roof, and then there's, like, three, three of us going after this package at the same time,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I, I managed to get away with the package um, after, like, a 10-minute chase of, like, going onto the bridge, jumped off the bridge, managed to get onto a boat, got off the boat, fled, <laughs> drove away from everyone else, and managed to get away with it. So that was fun. But, yeah, no, I finally got my plan, which I was happy about, so... I do want to get Legion at some point. I think I think it might be it might not be the next thing on my list. I'm not sure what's the next game on my list to to platinum. <laughs> yeah, that's it. you just um, platinum all the games. It's, yeah, it's it's strange. It's, it's um, it's kind of almost like revitalized my my um, I don't know what the right word is. Feelings in in video games. Like I started getting like really down on video games for a while because was just. I don't know. I got a bit, like, aimless with, like, what I wanted to play. But kind of since focusing on trying to do Platinum's, I've suddenly got, like, a... Something to strive for. Life, like, a, yeah, like a second life of, like, other, I'm liking video games again. But anyway, that's, uh, let's talk for another time. Uh, something else that I've been playing that came out Friday um, was new Pokemon Snap. So if you if you don't know what... This is um, this is a, a first-person on-rails shooter where you don't kill Pokemon, <laughs> but you do shoot them with your camera, if that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so it's basically just like you've got um, certain levels um, where you're in like a I suppose, like a, a miniature hoverboard craft thing, um, and you go through a, a route, through this level where you just take fours of Pokemon and it was I, I remember playing the first one when I was like a kid and absolutely adoring it like loved this like different route that Pokemon was going down um, and this one like the new one seems to have just captured that that essence of the first game again but just made it modern. Um, I' really really enjoying it so far. Um, I do like that every Pokemon that you capture now has like a star rank. Um, so you got like one to four stars for each Pokemon that you that you take four of. Um, and those are those are ranked based on kind of like what the Pokemon's currently doing at that time in the photograph. So like say it's just kind of standing still not really doing anything. it's probably like a one star. Um, if it's eating, um, the fruit leaf out, it's probably a two-star, um, maybe if it's in flight or if it's moving in a particular way, it could be three or four-star. 4 stars generally seems to be, if the Pokemon does, like, it's a move or, like, so if, I don't know, um, if, um, let's just say Pikachu was suddenly doing, like, a Thunder, Thunderbolt or something, he took four, that like, a four-star thing. Um, and then each four is also ranked based on um so the size of the pokemon in the four um, um how central it is in the four the direction the pokemon's facing at the time if there's any other pokemon in in the photograph as well and then something that might be happening in the background as well but so far like i've it's it's been a pleasure to play it's just kind of nice to just chill out just Take photographs of Pokemon doing random stuff. <laughs> There's a funny one of um, I forgot what the Pokemon is. It's um, it's like a poison, a poison Pokemon, purple. Um, it's, it's begins with S. Nathan, might know. Uh. It looks like a scorpion. <laughs> scorpion that's purple. Oh, yep. <laughs> yeah. Nathan's gonna research it. But like I'm in this like um, desert uh, level. And I, like, I managed to hit it with a fruit and it ends up getting caught up in this, like, tornado and just starts going whirling in this tornado for some reason.
1: It's <laughs> called, um, score rupee. score rupee,
2: that's it. Um, I could probably name you all of, like, the 151 Pokemon after that. It starts getting blurry. because uh, <laughs> there's so many. But it's nice. No, it's, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, i definitely recommend it for anyone who does get a Switch um, Mark, but, uh, so yeah, so that, (laughs) so that's been fun. And you can, and photos that you take as well, you can put on the internet and they can be like ranked by other people as well. So that's kind of cool. New little feature, um, for the game. Other than that, the only other thing that I've been playing, um, for half an hour at a time, separate two weekends, has been the Resident Evil Village demos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, so, yeah.
0: I've watched plays through these, and so there's no way I'm going to play them myself. You're not
2: going to play them yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, the first weekend, which was like two week- weekends ago, was the Village demo. And that was probably my favourite demo of the two, just because there's a little bit more exploration to it. Like, it's a bit kind of mysterious of where you get dropped um where you need to go you know you go into a certain house you start looking for items and whatnot and then you'll you get to a point where um you start kind of you'll come up against like the the i suppose the main enemies of the game the lichens. uh and they are an absolute bullet sponge um and also like to dodge whenever i shoot which is not fun
0: okay good matt Good.
2: Yeah, uh, <laughs> well, this is why I'm playing the demos so I can I can get into it once I play the full game. One, one annoying nine aspect actually of the demo that I found was um, there's a little house kind of before you uh, before the lichens kind of appear. And you can go into and you find a shotgun. It's like oh cool, I've got a shotgun. This is going to be useful against lichens whenever they appear and whatnot. And then when I got to him uh, on the PS5. I held like the left, or L2, I always call it left trigger, but you hold the L2 down to zoom in, get a more accurate shot in. Mm. But when I went to press the the fire button, the R2, there was quite a bit of force to it um, compared to when I was using the pistol. Like, you've really got to hunker down like it's a shotgun trigger, I suppose. I'm, I'm assuming that's the effect they were going for. Yeah. This is the same thing that I had with um, Cold War uh, when I got started playing on PS5. Are you saying you hate the haptic a...
0: feedback? Is that what you're saying, Matthew? How dare you? <laughs> <I'm>... <laughs> it's an innovation. Not,
2: I don't think I hate it. I think it's it's more of a... You're not used to an it, annoying... maybe? Yeah, maybe, maybe I'm not used to it because it's a different use of the haptic feedback. But it's, you know, you, you're replicating actually using shotgun. But I'm like, I want to fight quick, and I've got to squeeze the button but, down. But can
0: you can you turn... I mean, obviously, I don't have a chase <coughs> five. But
2: Three. can
0: you only... Can you turn off, like, just the triggers? Uh, or is it all or nothing?
2: I think it's an all or no, nothing thing. I know Oh, that's a shame. I'm not sure. Um, I know with Cold War, um, you could... You could lighten it, so it it wouldn't affect the triggers, but you'd, you'd still get some of the haptic, haptic feedback, yeah. but not as much as what you would if you had it like on full blast, basically. I've not tried turning it off. Uh, maybe that's what I'll try in this coming week, seeing as they've extended the 60-minute demo from one day to the whole week now, although you've still only got 60 minutes. That's not a change. It's just you've got a week to play that sixty minutes now.
0: Do we know if that demo is like both of these combined, or is it
2: separate um, thing?
0: Or, I think it will be.
2: It? I, I think it will be both combined because they said you can either play as, in the village or the castle demo. Right individual? Yeah. You got like you've got sixty minutes to play either oh, or right. both. I see. I see. Like, yeah. If you play one, you can play it in say like twenty-five minutes. Well, now you. So got technically, three,
0: each demo has been released twice. That's we came out.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, PlayStation owners got access to it early, or PS5 owners, sorry. Um, so, yeah, uh, other than, other than like, the haptic feedback, the demos are very impressive. Um, graphically, it just looks so good. Like, I can't understand how good the RE engine looks on PS5. I mean, it already looks impressive, anyway, with, um, with like, Resident Evil 7 and the remakes of 2 and 3. Yeah. But, like, having a ps5 to really power it up it's it's phenomenal honestly um really impressed with it. but yeah so going going through the village go through the lichens go through some of the uh, cut scenes, um before uh, unfortunately when i when i played my game ended in the middle of a cutscene
1: <laughs> which is very annoying oh look him um
2: <laughs> But like I've seen a playthrough of of the of the village, like how it ends, how you can end it. Because you can't end these demos. There's a certain yeah. point you get to, so and then the castle one. Um, the castle one was really impressive as well. Um, just just how it's seen like the main hall, like the sound design's really good, um, seen some of the little bit more intricate puzzles that you can that you can do. Um, and then getting your first mean with uh, with the sisters, mm. uh, which is frightening. Um, and the other other enemy types that I think is be in the castle. I don't know if they've been given a name as of yet, but they're essentially like the zombie type characters who want to grab you and seem to like carrying swords around, broadswords and, and axes to your face, which is great. Um, but you do get a pipe bomb, which is fun to use. I never used it <laughs> I was like I'll save this I might need it for later Matt it's a demo just use it
0: <laughs> well you got the hour long demo to so. watch so.
2: yeah um, but I got to see the duke which was uh, interesting got to see how, how he works mechanically um, which is pretty much similar to how the merchant worked in Resident Evil 4 um, collect your money through the game um, spend it on getting new weapons uh, supplies upgrades um or sell him treasure that you find throughout the game. Which I'm sure will be just as uh fun to collect as it were in, in the previous Resident Evil games. Um I do like that I, I didn't get it in my game, but I've, I've seen a um a little nod to Resident Evil 4 that the Duke does, um where he says uh he like the quote is what are you buying? Haha, ha, this is just something that an old friend of mine used to say, which was a is a reference to the merchant in Resident Evil. 4. Like when you talk to him, he's like, oh, "So, what do you buy?" Uh, which is a nice little nod. So, um, yeah, I'm just I love the demos, and I just can't wait for this game to come out. I don't know if I'm gonna play the 60 minute stuff because I kind of I feel like what I've played is light like enough, like to like now I just teased want teased yourself enough. Yeah. The main game, I've teased enough it? for like now I'm just just give me like the final give me the, the game, give me game. The game. Uh, so yeah
0: it was confirmed wasn't it it's Lady Dimitrescu that was said in the game isn't it it
2: is uh, the Duke says it um, yeah. I believe is it was Duke no it might have been is it the Duke or Ethan's I think it's conversation it. in the conversation that you have
3: Yeah. yeah,
2: but yeah La- La- Lady Dimitrescu
0: so basically it's just without the U so that's canon now there we go
2: apparently so
1: Fine. Unless we well, played that
0: up. Unless she ends up correcting him later on. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <You know? laughs> comes, she comes in, she like slap, slaps him or something. Like, that's not my name. <laughs> Say it properly. Well, I suck your blood. Yeah, that's, uh, that's what I've been playing.
0: Shall we move into the video game Hall of Fame?
2: Ah, oh, one. Yes.
0: Okay, so. This is where we take an in depth look at a game of high quality or historical importance and induct it into our Pantheon of games we feel deserve special recognition. Our inductee this episode was released in 1997 for the MS DOS on PC. Developed by Bullfrog Productions and published by Electronic Arts, it's Theme Hospital. Whoop,
1: whoop, whoop.
3: Hey.
1: I cannot begin to tell you how much I love this game. Oh, just the quintessential well, British humour of it is absolutely amazing yeah. on its own. When I was a kid, this was like the pinnacle of gaming for me, maybe.
0: I just loved it so much. But I, it was the same for a lot of Bullfrog games. I used to, I used to love a lot of Bullfrog games. But this may have been the top one for me. Do you remember the opening cinematic of the game? I just thought that was quite funny.
2: I thought it was terrifying when I was a kid. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: yeah, there is that. So There's this bloke and he's sat playing. He's playing a, another bullfug game, I think.
1: Yeah. I Probably Theme Park but... World or something. Yeah, maybe.
0: he's just sat in like the staff room, just playing it. And then a helicopter turns up, and he's like, he gets up, and stands up like Superman,
1: yeah. and
0: rips in his shirt <laughs> with a picture of a doctor on it, and he just <laughs> strides his way to the uh, to the operating theatre, uh, flattening a nurse against the wall by with the door. Like, a stroke on it.
3: Yeah.
0: And then he, he chucks another nurse out of the way who was moving the uh, stretcher.
2: Mm.
0: And then he just gets into the operating theatre and whips out a chainsaw. Yeah, why well, oh.
2: not? That's what you need.
0: Yeah. And then uh, some alarm goes off or something, and then he just opens up a yeah. pit and chucks the patient down. <laughs> and the patient just screams. Oh. <laughs> I think that's,
2: yeah, that that's, that's was, the that part was, that's a bit...
0: Yeah, that was terrifying. Now that you think about it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, what is the game? yes it's, it's, what it's is Park? It's, it's a business simulator
0: <laughs> yes yeah, a hospital business simulator.
1: yeah yeah you could call
0: that. <laughs> so it's your job to run a hospital and basically make it the most successful it can be in the area
1: yep or not yeah or not. or not yeah
0: <laughs> i'm just reading a bit from the uh the quick play guide of the hospital no. it says the health ministry of theme world Health Minister Theme World. Okay, have employed you wisely or otherwise to run their hospitals. You have to make the decisions that ultimately make or break your career. The better you do, the more points you score, and the higher your salary goes. Do great, and you'll be able to retire to the Bahamas before you fi- you reach fifty. Mess up, and you will have a pair of socks TNA. And it's it's just that sort of humor from yeah these sorts of games. So you have to build diagnosis rooms and treatment rooms and clinics and other facilities don't you and yeah hey, to try and
1: call call well to try and cure the illnesses of the patients yes
0: yeah, so the aim is to diagnose as much as you can and then treat them obviously but I, I found it's all about planning your rooms to get the most efficiency I ended up taking this very seriously when I would play because i watched a um i was watching a playthrough again just because i was just intrigued to see how someone else was playing it
3: mm-hmm. compared
0: to how i used to play it And I I was actually getting angry, just like shouting at the TV, because like (laughs) it's like, why are you building it like that? Don't put that there. Put that there. And it's like, what really irritated me is the GP. uh, So every patient goes into the GP office to begin with. GP's office. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they always go into the GP's office first, and then they go on from there. Yeah. Well, this guy, it's I don't know what he was thinking. So the things you need in each GP office is obviously the desk. The filing cabinet, file cabinet.
2: the patient's chair.
0: chair, right? They're the three fundamental things.
2: Yeah.
0: And if you look at the game, everything that always happens is that the patient walks in and goes to the chair, okay? And the the doctor always goes from the desk to the filing cabinet and then back to his desk. Mm. So what did this Muppet I was watching do? He put the, the patient's chair on the other side of the, the room from the, the door. Cool. So the patient has to walk across the entire room to get to the chair. And then he had the desk at the other side of the room and the filing cabinet next to the door. So the doctor had to get up from the desk, walk across the room to the filing cabinet, and then walk back to the desk to then have the consultation. I'm just like, what are you doing? Patient chair next to door. Filing cabinet next to desk. Problem solved. It was, it was all, It's all about efficiency. Get those patients in and out as quickly as possible with a minimum amount of fuss. I mean, I, I ended up finding, like, having to do that with every room. Sorry, what were you saying then?
1: I, I was just going to say some people just want to see the world burn. Um, you would have <laughs> yeah, actually clearly. hated watching my playthrough then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't like <laughs> What were you doing? <laughs> well, have you played it before? Me? Yeah. Um, I've played the PlayStation 1 version, and I have my own opinions on that. Um, yeah, I've only played the PS1 version. And... I don't think it ports very well from the PC version using the directional buttons to move like the mouse around. Right. I found it really yeah, difficult that's, that's at the start like because of all the different menus you've got. Um, so your menus for like, hiring people, for getting equipment. Um, so starting it, there was quite a bit of um, a learning curve for me um, because I expected just for it to be a lot easier and more intuitive. Um, me initially playing it, not thinking that it was a PC port Mm-hmm. um but what once you've got over that I think it probably took me maybe 20-25 minutes to kind of like start mastering the controls because I'd get to a point where I'd fa- I'd get a room that I needed to build and I'd put the doors on and then after that you can like move your equipment around and things to fill the room for what you need for your patients mm-hmm. um and then it elude it me what to do next you, you know to place the room yeah
3: um
1: So yeah, I think it took me a little while to get to grips with it because of just that diff that probably difference between the PC and the PlayStation version, and you're not having a keyboard and mouse to play with. Some of the controls were quite jarring, so I wanted to place something somewhere, but the um, like the pop-up would be over the top of the room, so I couldn't like see where I was going to place things properly. That was fairly annoying. just little things like that, and you can't like rotate the hospital, you know, so you can yeah. like try and fit mm-hmm. things in. So, yeah, a few difficulties like from somebody playing it fairly recently to somebody that would have like played it back in 1997, 1998 and had that nostalgia with it and played it when it was like in essence at its peak.
3: Yeah.
1: But I mean, for what it for what the game was, I've like I thoroughly enjoyed it, I just I loved all the humor um by reading the back of the box like the first line is you (laughs) can you balance the books and the bedpans (laughs) and then after that he goes on to say it's a matter of laugh or death and i'm like oh my goodness that i've cracked (laughs) for about two minutes um (laughs) and like yes this is the game for me um but once like i I was all set up um i made a lot of mistakes on my first playthrough and the the patience yeah, yeah so yeah Basically, I hired a load of staff without making the rooms. <laughs> yeah, <which>, a <yeah>, bit <laughs> yeah. of a mistake. Um, you get told off for that as well. You've yeah. got too many unoccupied un- un- staff. That's it. They're not doing anything. I just had a janitor wandering around, like not doing anything with any rooms, because there was nothing there for him to do, really. And eventually, I learned how to kind of go and hire get get the rooms all sorted and then hire staff members and like pick the staff members as well because that's quite important because each staff member has their own like bio that you can read so you know if they're going to be good yeah. or bad for the Some job quite funny as well yeah. <laughs> definitely a lot of just um, laser. yeah that's it <laughs> um but the, like the disparity in the wage is not that much so you think yeah for an extra hmm. few quid an hour or whatever or a day um you, you're definitely going to get the better person so i think that's when it You've, you've really got to like go through the people and find who's right for the job I liked that bit, that was that was quite nice
0: Look,
1: like fairly early in the game was like
0: you could take a gamble on curing patients couldn't you mm. if you didn't have like enough facilities yeah. to fully diagnose the patient you get like the fax machine the fax machine that always popped up it like, so it's like oh you've got an 80% chance we know the cure for this this type of invisibility or whatever is it, do you want to send them for treatment or tell them to wait just go to treatment just always yeah. and inevitably you end up just killing off the person
3: <laughs> right yeah
0: and then the green reaper turned up didn't it? well sometimes yeah i think it was sometimes the green One reaper in the up. holes. yeah yeah and then there's another way you like you're floated off to heaven in like, the souls <laughs> of the people i was a big fan of the music I really liked the music. I read, I read some reviews like saying no well, I didn't like the music. But I was like, I love the music. So That's it what yeah. mm. I thought it was one of the most stand up. Yeah. I thought it was one of the standout bits of the game. I love the music in it. Mm. What was your favourite illness? Bloaty Head. Bloaty Head was good for.
2: I think mine was the um Elvis impersonators.
0: Ah, King
1: Complex. Yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> that were was fun. Hairy Itis were always pretty fun.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that was good. That was good.
1: Um, They were actually, um, in development, they had to cut a lot of the stuff that they were going to do. And there was actually going to be an illness put into the game called uh, animal magnetism, where you just, like, had dogs and cats, like, attached to you. That would (laughs) have been a funny one to try and cure. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, apparently, I was just going to say, apparently, like, the developers used to, like, meet at the pub every week and, like, (laughs) just um, shoot shoot the crap That's with our cool. like, ideas and stuff mm. and there was like a ton of stuff that like got left on the cutting room floor but I think like if they could remake it now and put all that stuff in that some of that would be amazing well, Animal
0: Magnetism is in 2.0 Hospital,
1: is it? Oh I didn't know that oh, really I've not got that for
0: you I'm just reading some of the some of the uh, ones because they had like, whenever it told you like you'd, you'd unearthed a new illness, he like gave you like a description of the wall
2: Oh, yeah. The description funny.
0: This is uh, disease broken wind. Cause using a gymnasium treadmill after a meal. Symptom upsetting <laughs> the people directly behind the patient. <laughs> I mean, I love some of these. Uh, heaped piles. Standing, uh, cause standing around by water cools. Symptom feels like he or she is sitting on a bag of marbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Third degree sideburns. Ha <laughs> Cause, wistful longing for the 1970s. Symptom, big hair, flares, platforms, and glitter makeup.
2: Have you yeah. got the one for, um, is it the squits?
0: Oh, the squits, yes. The squits, uh, the squits is... Cause, eating pizza found under the cooker. <laughs> Symptom, uh, surely you
2: can guess.
1: Yeah, that, that was the first one. Like, yeah, it doesn't sure leave much to guess. the imagination.
0: Yeah. <laughs> A uh, large portion. I found that a large portion of my hospitals had to be allocated to like benches. I'd always get notifications saying there's oh, never yeah. enough room for benches.
1: Mm.
0: Everyone wants a bench all to themselves.
1: Mine tended to need more toilets. I'd, I'd like near the start of my build, I'd have like one toilet, and then like there'd be too many people, so I'd need to build more toilets. Then the staff get demoralised, so you need to build like staff rooms and stuff. Say, the sound effects oh, yeah. for the toilets? Did you ever listen to that? So whenever
0: some gets it's like he it, like, <laughs> 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 I think you just hear a plop. <laughs> Don't know how All they that, recorded that. One plug, I'm ask. <laughs> Did you ever notice the product placement in the game? I no, didn't.
2: The, know. the vending machines. Yeah, i saw the vending coke machines. Vending, machines. vending machines, yeah. Well
0: they're not coke vending machines. They are Kit Kat vending machines.
2: Oh no, yes, yes, sorry.
0: Which is different. Definitely.
2: Hey, I'd love a Kit Kat machine.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I like Kit Kat, but it just seems really odd because I think that was the only like product placement that was in it's the game. Probably,
1: yeah,
0: I wouldn't like expect it on a vending machine. Yeah, just a deal. Because it, it looked like it should be a Coke machine.
1: Should have been. <laughs> we well, saying um, that. Cool. I was just going to say, like in a hospital, you don't really want to advertise selling Coke because it's not the, like the best thing for you, is it? Even in the late nineties. You get these um these
0: VIP inspectors turning up as well. Do you remember that? Oh.
2: They weren't
0: known. Yeah, they all looked exactly the same, though.
2: Pretty much. Like,
0: so they were in like the fancy suits, you know, with the top hats, weren't they? Mm. Just easily identifiable. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there one called Billy Savalobi? Inc.? I'm sure there was. <laughs> it's like
2: I'm na- surprised.
0: You're not, not going to see that nowadays, I assure you.
2: No. Yeah, you
0: mentioned the staff room. It's like so you could have like arcade machines, couldn't you? And
2: pool tables in there. Arcade mm. pool tables, yeah. Uh but
0: I noticed something when I was playing is that having a pool table in it is actually detrimental.
1: Oh, to so the work. Yeah, because
0: Because yeah. when when they're doing it, it doesn't re, it doesn't recharge their health uh stamina. So it actually just wastes time in the staff room. So I used to just get do away with
1: the pool table. Oh really? Yeah. I that. Do you know what's hilarious? I've just um I've just Googled that um Billy Savile. And it says, watch out, Billy Savile OB has just arrived to tour your hospital. Like, yep, that's definitely... <laughs> watch out. <dude. laughs> mm. Do you think Keep everything running smoothly us? to please him. <laughs> mm. It didn't look like him that much, though. He had brown hair.
0: Did you, you actually complete it? Because I don't know if I ever completed it.
1: I didn't. I, I, I
2: wasn't I good enough
0: know. to complete it. Because uh... later on, like, it gets to the point where you have to like, start trading up your stuff, don't you? Yeah,
2: yeah. So it goes to a point where like you start unlocking more of the like uh, diagnostic rooms or so stuff for like um, blood headedness and um, and the one for there was a specific was there a specific one for the um, hairitis like there was a yeah was it like a like an le- electrolysis kind of thing? yeah something like that like you you electrocuted them and then like the hair yeah, like
0: the hair just fell falls
2: off, off yeah
1: yeah
2: and then you get to a point where you where you um, you can start researching as well. Yeah. So you start getting to that point as well. Yeah, you
1: can make your own cures, can't you? Mm. At that stage.
2: You start researching the cures. Yeah. Um, I think I got as, as far as then, but I know I never, I never completed it. Never I got don't. to the Bahamas. No.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I didn't really. I, I didn't really like all the training stuff though. So yeah, it, it seems to take ages to train staff, up. I found. Yeah. So you have to have like, so obviously you have to have someone skilled in those things. So you get certain people who were skilled in certain aspects, weren't you? So you had, like, surgeons, psychiatrists. Obviously, nurses, they were ones specifying in pharmacy. Yeah, and pharmacy. Mm-hmm. And then and especially uh, for surgeons, weren't
2: they? Yeah, I think the doctors, they had the ones them, that yeah? specialised in the GP office as well. Or, like, they were more efficient with it or
0: something were they like? ones? Were the ones that were called consultants? Were they the ones that could teach things? Only certain I think so, people yeah. Could teach I think
2: them, they were consultants, they?
0: yeah. But it was annoying because you'd only have, like, one of them you'd have like one person who could do surgery and then you had to train a bunch of other people to do it. But meanwhile, you've got patients coming in who need surgery and obviously oh, he's in the it. training room, just teaching people.
2: So, that's yeah. why our that doctor comes in from the, uh, from the the <laughs> Yeah. I can do Bring surgery. In the chainsaw guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You can cover for us until we train one properly.
0: <laughs> and, uh, you had the emergencies as well, didn't you?
2: Yeah. Yeah. There'd be a specific, uh, Diagnosis of like about seven or eight people that you had to do in a certain amount of time, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: So you get like something like eight patients coming who have all got the squits or something. Yeah, and they've all got the like um,
2: like emergency lights flying over. Yeah, so you know which ones are the emergency ones. (laughs) It's, It's like
0: because obviously you got to get them in quickly. So it's like you've got to slap all the other patients out of the way in the queue for those rooms.
2: Yeah, you go like, right, you uh, like, no, you wait late. <laughs>
0: like, Bye, see you later, send you home. The end of the year awards, they were quite interesting sometimes. So you were given a plaque. <laughs> One of them was called, You Total Loser.
2: <laughs> oh, perfect.
0: For so me. that's about how like how a few people came to your hospital. And he said something like, your hospital needs paying sufferers.
1: <laughs> pain oh, <right>. sufferers. <laughs> yeah. That was definitely my hospital. They were pain sufferers.
0: Yeah. Did you ever use a cheat?
1: I've not used I, any I cheats know. now. I've never
0: used cheats. That's like on the fax machine. So if you want to go back onto it, this is what you do: on the fax machine, you type two four three two eight, press the big green button, and then you should hear the ringing sound of a telephone. And then you can enter cheats. And if you press shift C, it gives you like I think it's like something like ten grand or something.
1: Oh nice.
0: But when you do it, the hospital tannoy later, the, the lady on the tannoy, would call you out on it. Oh She's yeah. Like, hospital administrator is cheating. And then every time you did it, she just continued. So if you're matching it, she'd just repeat it constantly.
1: Don't care what you say, you get sacked if you carry on with that talk.
0: <laughs> I quite oh. I did quite like those tanoi announcements.
1: They were funny,
2: weren't they?
0: Patients are reminded not to die in the corridors. <laughs> patients must have their checkbooks ready. All about the dough. All about the dough. There was epidemics in it as well, weren't there? I
3: think
0: yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. Because I remember, you know, I always t- tend to get to this point where everyone in the hospital was vomiting. Like my janitors oh, just yeah. couldn't keep up. So it's like, just watching all the patients getting very sad and yeah. angry. It was like it was like chunder is surrounding them
1: there's <laughs> the chunder
3: rises
0: in the corridor <laughs> it, was just, it was just an absolute nightmare it was overwhelming and all the janitors are just like can't do this can't do it and they always they get, um, your staff can get demoralised can't they? and just like decide yeah. to
1: oh I Stop want to pay rise.
0: even though you've not earned it <laughs> mm. like give me more money
1: like, do you deserve it or you work harder
0: <laughs> So we'll clean up the sick and maybe I will but no <laughs> I think there was a bug actually where see, for some reason the janitors couldn't there were certain things that janitors would not When you get to a certain point, janitors would stop doing what they were supposed to do. But I don't know. I don't know if they ever got fixed. Do you remember the rats?
2: They were the most annoying part I, th- I found. Yeah, so you I, could, I like... could never hit them.
0: Yeah, so you could you could shoot them, couldn't you?
2: Yeah.
0: If you hide it, uh, hovered over them, there was like turned the turned into a crosshair. Mm. You shoot them, and I think when they like um like a mini game, like a secret level, bonus level. Like if you shot enough,
2: like that, yeah.
0: If you shot enough, I think you took you to a bonus level where you you would just like to shoot a load of rats.
2: Yeah, that was it. Like loads of rats start going around the uh, hospital.
1: <laughs> I'm just looking for the, the PlayStation cheats to see if I can get some, so that mm. when I do my next um, my next one, um, I can um, put these in and make it a bit easy for myself. But all I found so far is level cheats, so to skip to whichever oh, level you want. World. Yeah, I might just skip straight to like level twelve. See how it is. How many levels were there? Twelve levels? I don't know how many levels there were. Anything uh,
0: I thought there were only like seven or something like that. I might be wrong.
2: Sounds about right. Because it was like it's um, the levels go around on like a yeah, like a board like, game kind of board thing. Board game sort
0: of thing. Do, 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 do. Yeah. That was the tune isn't it. There's <laughs> twelve on there, but anyway, twelve. Ah, good. Maybe twelve then. Who knows?
2: Oh, apparently you could unlock the Rashun level with the chi as well.
0: Oh, yeah, I think you could, yeah, yeah. I never did that. 7287,
2: uh, seven, apparently. What's what? That's what you type on the. Oh, yeah, that's short, sorry. <laughs> Just leave it blank. Well, that's it.
0: You had um, natural disasters as well, didn't you? Which one of the game?
2: They annoyed you know, me. My... Yeah.
0: Because it wrecked all your machines. That was the thing.
2: Where's stuff like earthquakes, yeah. like tsunamis or something. I don't know
0: about tsunami, but I think it was just Earthworks, really. I think yeah. that was it. But it It's just like it just broke all your machines. It's like, <laughs> and if if you didn't fix it in time, because this is nothing that janitors had to do, then they would explode, killing everyone oh, in the room. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, that was <laughs> right. That's, that's bad right. PR.
0: But then it, that room would become unusable. It's like you you couldn't, See, that's just you, you, it you, couldn't you couldn't clear it out or anything like that. It would just it would just be a, a white elephant. It'd just be there. So it's just like taking up space in your hospital and you couldn't do anything, so you have to rebuild it elsewhere. Mm. So that was quite infuriating. And you'd always get like aftershocks, so you'd have like the big earthquake
3: mm.
0: and before you managed to get your janitor to fix it you'd have these aftershocks and then that's it, blows up. It's like, oh well I'm not fixing that machine now, am I? Yep,
1: that's oh. that. Yeah. It, there were a lot of depth, weren't they? if you think about everything that you had to do. It was quite feature-packed for what it Ooh. was.
0: Yeah, that was good. As I say, there was there was one machine that kind of went through me whenever it was used, and that was the um the slack tongue machine. Remember that one?
2: Oh yeah, slack like tongue.
0: There was a it made a weird sound. <laughs> <laughs> and just the very thought of sticking your tongue in a machine to make it cut off.
3: Oh, no.
2: No. <laughs> there's there's so so many like different diseases in it. Just looking up. The amount that was in. Stuff like chronic nose hair. Uh, <laughs> one, the one called the uncommon cold. Cause. <laughs> small particles were snot in the air. <laughs> what, what this one that's called Spare Ribs. <laughs> oh, that's <And> great. Apparently, <laughs> apparently the cause was sitting on cold stone floors. Uh, symptoms, unple- unpleasant feeling of chestiness. But I like the cure as well for it. The <laughs> cure says uh, these must be taken out by two surgeons and given to the patient in a doggy bag. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> it must have been so much fun coming up with all these ideas. It must be hilarious, yeah.
0: Boldness. Bald- Cause, telling lies and making up stories to be popular. <laughs> symptoms, shiny headedness and embarrassment. Cure hair is seamlessly bl- melded onto the patient's head using a painful machine. A painful
2: machine. <laughs> well, that sounds nice. <laughs> I think that that was one that had like um, a unique uh, diagnostic room, wasn't there? There was a few that had had and one that was said uh, the um, I was told about the slack tongue was the slack tongue clinic hair restoration was for baldness. Uh, electro electro- electroly- electrolysis. Sorry. Electrolysis. For electrolysis, sorry. For uh, heriotis. Just one. i See, one seen uh, one DNA fixer for alien DNA. That must have been one of I don't the remember legs. that machine. No, I don't remember that machine. There's bloaty head as well, were not there? There's bloaty head as well. Just where pop head. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>
0: just stick a pin in them, and then you just reinflate it, don't you? Oh, such good fun. I mean, as it's you good. say, they must, have had, they must have had a field day coming up with those diseases. <laughs> And just yeah. the, pun, the pun names. It's just, it's
2: just... It, it was a shame that it, it never got a, a proper sequel from Bullfrog. Like, obviously. Yeah. Um,
0: well, obviously we've got two-point hospital, haven't we? Got...
2: But, yeah, yeah, we've got two-point hospital, and I think it's uh, it is a really good spiritual successor. Yeah.
0: I, I, when I first heard about that, I thought, ooh, I'm not sure about this. But then I heard it, it was like some original developers from Bullfrog. Yeah, I some thought, of the team right, group. this is going to be decent, isn't it? But yeah, because I do think there's other games that have tried to do hospital simulation,
2: mm, and yeah. never
0: quite matched it. I don't think.
2: No, there was. Uh, I remember there was one I was following on Kickstarter. Um, I think it was around the same time that like Two Point Hospital got got um, got mentioned or revealed. Um, and it was it was fairly similar in style. Of, like it was a kind of isometric. Um, was Those it called Project Hospital by any chance? It might have been, yeah. They might have been Project Hospital, but it, it looked as though it took itself a little bit too seriously. Mm. Like there was no, not none of that like kind of bullfrog humour that came mm. through.
0: Yeah, I think I think originally they were going to have like proper diseases in it, but I think they thought it might end up becoming a bit insensitive, if, you know. I mean, like original mm. proper diseases in it.
2: I don't think it would have been sensitive. It might have been educational, potentially. Well, no, but there's a lot of humour in the game. Well. So, I think. N- yeah, well. Yeah, okay. don't just shine I a I light on people. people, like people. That, like,
0: well, let's be honest, know, it's chances. much better this way anyway, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Can't be too dark. Otherwise, it just wouldn't
1: have had its charm. Mm.
0: But, True. I have to say, what, what I love about the game is the fact that it just takes, it takes a place that is usually, like, surrounded by abject misery and just makes it really light-hearted.
3: Hmm.
0: That's what I really like the other game. I just I find it surprisingly uplifting. <laughs> for a game, which is strange.
2: Didn't I think that's the music though? Isn't it? I think a lot of it, the music's really yeah. upbeat and, and catchy. Hospital waiting room kind of music. <laughs> I, I kept on getting annoyed. Um, every time like, uh, doctors and ads like take a break and whatnot, and then Blee, uh, yeah. receptionist comes over. Doctor needed in GP's office. It's like,
0: <laughs> yeah. no, he's in the staff room.
2: <laughs> it's like, give him five
1: minutes for good. It's life. just like, it's oh.
0: like tannoy after tannoy
1: after tannoy. Yeah.
0: Doctor, no, can
1: take please guide <laughs> please? Doctor in
0: room, please? Constantly. It's like, shut like, up. <gasps> Stop it. <her. laughs> but this is why you have too many. This is why you're supposed to have too many doctors. Because do. then there's always What's someone point? available.
2: You, you, you overload on them. Yeah. <laughs> just looking at some of the tannoy, um quotes that the uh, reception says, seen here, like Morning! A cheat is running in the hospital. <laughs> so when you start using cheats. Sounds about that, right. Just seen one here. Mug patients are asked to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> Good fun, though. It was, uh, it, was, it was a game that I don't think could be... Well, it's obviously been replicated by the time. Just such a
1: fun... Yeah. I think, um, I think I think for the time it came out was it was like important as well because I think around like between ninety six and I'd say ninety eight like the gaming space was getting a bit more gritty a bit more grown up but this kind of came in and uh, it was kind of like a bit of humor and light in effect um, in the midst of just all these darker games coming out on the PlayStation I think yeah and the other consoles obviously. I don't know if I ever played this on PlayStation. Like I only mm. played PC.
2: i I've, uh, I I've played both. It is. It was a bit oh. difficult to get used to it on PlayStation. Because I don't think they had um, dual A uh, dual. Shock. Yeah,
1: before the dual came out, so you've got to use the directional pad to move the mouse. Yeah. So it can be quite difficult from that aspect.
2: Mm. Yeah. Especially trying to shoot that rat.
0: Shoot that was that absolutely. Bad. Good. Overall, just just such a fun game, and I just I miss. I miss those days. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Actually, Paul. no, I could I wait to Paul. hospital, can't. I? So. I'll
1: say, yeah, you go, get into Paul. that. Oh, that's
0: very good. Very good. Shall I read an excerpt Excerpt from the uh, the quick guide?
1: Go on. It's,
0: pre- it's pretty lengthy. Go on. Man. This is quite funny. The man from the minister, Sir Reginald Crumbly, MP's horror, was quickly turning into nausea. The minister was beginning to regret his request to visit the hospital. It had seemed a good idea a week ago in the safety of his mahogany office. Tore the facilities, chat up the nurses, get a few votes in the bag while he was about it. But things hadn't worked out that way. He'd stepped into the reception area, and already things hadn't looked good. There was no reception committee waiting for him. There wasn't even a nurse with a cup of coffee, as he'd hinted for on the telephone. Milk, two whiskies, just as he's always asked for. Instead, there was a continuous cacophony a pervasive spell and sick people milling chaotically. Ghastly. Oh well, better get on with it. Sir Reginald strolled to a door nearby. He looked in and saw the view blocked by a bloated head. Without warning, a hand clutching a huge steel needle pierced the side of the cranium and it deflated with an audible pop. Sir Reginald recoiled and moved to the next window. A doctor was fiddling with an impressive, well maintained machine. This was more like it. Someone was leaning over the machine, looking into its inits. But what was that? The figure's tongue, grossly enlarged, was lying over a sharp edge. Without warning, a blade swished down and the tongue, twitching, fell into the depths of the machine. (laughs) Sir Reginald hurried on, too shocked to speak. Further along the corridor was a room with a row of windows. Looking in, the bureaucrat distinctly saw a disgusting creature. The size of a person, but covered with hair. It was strapped into a machine which glowed with electric currents. A doctor threw a switch, and the figure jolted and jerked as the industrial-strength electrolysis machine did its work. The smell of burning drifted faintly under the door. So Reginald, trembling, moved away. The next window was misty with condensation, but Reginald clearly saw molten human flesh being poured onto a living skeleton. Why was he in this chamber of horrors? As Sir Reginald stepped back from the window, he bumped into a bed trolley being pushed by a nurse. The minister almost mumbled an apology until he noticed the patient on the trolley. Before he could shut his eyes, he clearly saw that the patient's flesh was transparent. That was bone he was looking at. The world went grey as Sir Reginald fought to stop himself fainting. He stumbled towards a drinks machine. His eyes bugged out, $20 $20 for a can of cola. He fumbled the money from his coat and took a can, hoping it would revive him. As he walked unsteadily across the reception area, swigging lukewarm pop, his eyes darting from face to mish- to mishapen face, Reginald decided to investigate one more room. Nothing, he assured himself, could be worse than anything he'd already seen. Sure enough, as he peered into a well-appointed office, he saw a calm, clever looking psychiatrist counselling someone on a couch. The figure looked familiar. Slicked quiff? Spangly white suit? Yes there were the blue suede shoes Sir Reginald was about to knock on the door to ask for an autograph when he glanced to his right from a few feet away the slimy green alien stared at him impassively with its one saucer eye Sir Reginald broke and fled screaming. As he rushed towards the exit Sir Reginald's foot slid in something partly liquid. He crashed to the floor and lay, sobbing with pain and horror. Among the remains of a meal someone hadn't finished digesting and hadn't been able to contain. Crumbly's strength failed him. He felt hands grab his ankles and, as he wailed and clawed uselessly, he was dragged deeper into the madness of the hospital. Before he passed out, he distinctly heard a voice say, Nice one, Les. This one looks rich enough to be here for a long time. I mean, it's all about profit at the end of the day, isn't it? And there endeth <laughs> the story of Reginald. <laughs> Poor Reg. Yep. So there we go. Most- Reginald. <laughs> Reg <case. laughs> Into the Video Game Hall of Fame. If you enjoyed listening to us, please consider tuning in next time. We release bi-weekly on Tuesdays. You can visit our website at jokingdolphin.com where we post blogs and the Hall of Fame. Also feel free to follow us on all social media platforms to continue the conversation. You can find Joking Dolphin on Facebook as well as on Instagram and Twitter at Joking Dolphin. We're also on YouTube where we post this podcast. Until next time, thanks for listening.
2: Goodbye. Take care.
1: Goodbye.